This is the NTT IndyCar Series. At the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The IMS Road Course is a very good track, I think, to race in. You look at the schedule and kind of can't help but get a little excited for Indy GP just because we've gone well there from Indy Lights to IndyCar. I'd probably say it's the most European track you guys have over here. You know, can't help but feel some warm and fuzzies when I think about that place. With live flag to flag coverage, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Incredible doubleheader weekend last weekend at Iowa Speedway tightened up the championship chase and the leader has a tall mountain to climb as the series focuses on the road course at the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway. This is Mark Jaynes. Welcome to coverage of the Gallagher Grand Prix here at the world's greatest race course at Davy Hamilton. An engine issue for Marcus Erickson did not get to qualify. He will start 25th today with all of those guys that are chasing him for that championship starting in the top 10. Well, th- this is a very important race for him, Mark, as you know. Leading that championship right now, I don't know if he's going to leave this race leading that championship, but he needs to work as hard as he can to gain as many positions because now it's big picture time. Make sure you finish this race first and then gain as many. He seems to have a fast car. P3 in the final warm-up, so uh, he's probably encouraged he's going to be good. And uh, he will be at the rear of the field with some pretty fast race cars and one championship contender, Scott Dixon, but we also expect good things today out of Takuba Sato and Graham Rahal starting a little deeper in the field. Yeah. Ray Hall cars are getting faster and faster. Just seeing Graham walk to his car this morning, and uh, I think there's a lot of confidence with that team right now, and I think that they have found something. As they alluded to, they went to Sebring, Florida. They did a test down there. They found some shock um, damper uh, adjustments that seemed to really work for them on that road course. It seemed to work on the ovals. Now here we are this road course. It seems to be good here as well. Uh, the future of Errol McLaren might be on display with the top three in qualifying. Your pole sitter, Felix Rosenquist, Alexander Rossi, who will be there next year, currently with Andretti Autosport, and the third fastest bottle award. Yeah, you know, it's uh, pretty interesting that those three happen to be, you know, the talk of the town a little bit at that McLaren team. Rosenquist, we know two of the three are going to be there. Felix, the pole sitter, doesn't know where he's going to be. We, I think, Pato Award, uh, majority of that team hope that he stays right where he's at. He helped build this team. He shows that he's fast. A win today could really help his uh, his march to stay in the IndyCar series. Uh, some question about Joseph Newgarden because of the incident and uh, the, the subsequent uh, medical checkup that he needed during the course of the week. They had Santino Ferrucci on standby as late as yesterday, as a matter of fact. But uh, Joseph showing no, no ill effects. He and his teammate Will Power, both in the championship chase. Uh, Joseph rolls off fifth. Will Power rolls off fourth. Power, a five-time pole sitter here. Didn't tie Mario yesterday. Still a good starting position for a guy who's won here five times. Won here five times as well. Joseph Newgarden, thankfully, that he was okay after that unfortunate incident in Iowa. He was at that time leading the points championship until that accident happened. He's moved to third right now, still heavily in contention to win this, uh, win the overall prize, and that's the championship. That's what he's focused on. Obviously, he's good because he was P1 in the final practice, so he knows he has speeds, goes off fourth today. Impressed by the fact that despite all the noise around him that Alex Pillow continues to perform, he qualified seventh. Yeah, you know, Alex, he's, he's you, you would never know the media is... Uh, the attention, media attention is really around him. When you see him, he's uh, he's mingling with the fans. He's mingling with his team. He always has a smile on his face. A lot behind the scenes that he's had to put behind his mind and behind him just to focus on being good in that race car and still 
trying to win a championship. You know him and Chip don't see eye to eye right now, but both Chip wants to him, him and Chip want to win championships. That's their goal. They're going to give each other the best opportunity they can to pull off another championship, make it two in a row. Not hot, but warm. Might make it a little slick. I guess the main question is, uh, in, in terms of the race strategy today, uh, would the question be, uh, how long will those reds serve you? Will those altered attire serve you well? Well, you know, that's going to be the, the, the big question of today. We we love it what Firestone does with these softer compound red sidewall tires. You do have to start the race. You not start the race. You do have to run a new set sometime throughout the race. But the degradation of the tires have really dropped. I mean, you get four, five, six, sometimes 15 laps at the most out of them. They, I haven't heard a lot of complaints on this track. It's fast. It's smooth. It seems like those reds are hanging in there. So I think that you'll be okay on a full stint on those those red sidewall tires. Right now, it's going to be interesting to see who decides to start with them. I'm looking down on the grid right now, Mark. Majority of the cars, it looks like, are on those black standard compound tires, and they're going to uh, save the reds for later on. A battle for the Manufacturers' Championship, at least at the start. Looks like it's poised to be a good weekend for Chevrolet. They will have four of the top five starting positions. That transitions us into the HPD Engineering Update with Ryan Marine. Wayne Gross is the manager of trackside support for HPD, and he joins us now with the HPD Engineering Update back at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway after a month of May to remember two wins already on this famous track, going for a third and the sweep here this weekend, Wayne. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a you know a special place to come back to IMS, and uh, we had a great month of May with uh, starting off with the GP with Colton and then uh, qualifying, you know, getting getting the front row, and then, yeah, winning the race uh, with, with Marcus. So it's a great month of May, and just hoping to repeat that as we're back here now. Road course or oval, it's always special to win here, right? Absolutely. I mean, this place is it's a, it's a magical place, and we've had some good success and hope to carry on again this weekend. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. That's Wayne Gross, manager of Trackside Support for HPD, with our HPD engineering updates. Now time to go trackside for pre-race festivities at Davey. Fabulous weekend here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway with the NASCAR Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, and, of course, the NTT IndyCar Series. Absolutely a great weekend here at the racetrack and all over the, the city of Indianapolis, basically, with the trucks running last night at Raceway Park. Sprint weeks going on, the pavement sprint car stuff, a lot of action here this weekend. But right here, the you know greatest place on earth, as far as I'm concerned, as far as racing is concerned, right here, yes. What excitement starting off with IndyCar Series and and it's going to be a good one. And we led into this exciting weekend with Indiana Sprint Weeks. That's right. Led into it with Indiana Sprint Weeks. Had a little bit of rain earlier in the week, but uh, but they've been kicking off. Actually ran again last night. Bloomington had another good race there. Um, and, and like I say, next week we got the BC39. So this last couple weeks of racing here in Indiana, you, if you want to see a race, you can go see pretty much any night of the week. From a strategic standpoint, you have to go back to 14th and 15th with DeFrancesco and McLaughlin starting on the alternate. Same for Kyle Kirk. Roman Grosjean and Jimmy Johnson, they're starting even deeper. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting to see if they're going to be the sticker, uh, uh, red softer tires, or if it's some of the used ones that they qualified on to, to go out this first stint. Now, if you're held up in the middle of the pack um, and the reds are going not to be good for long haul, maybe that's not a bad idea because you're being held up anyways. You're not using up your tires. But then the strategy in the back, you know, why not? Do a different strategy. No matter who you are in the back, whether you have speed or not, you might as well do a, a strategy call to try to get you towards front. Last observation, just a couple of seconds before we go trackside. Any concern with the Goodyear and Firestone rubbers and their compatibility? It's going to change it slightly, but I don't think a lot on this road course. I think they're going to be fine. 
So we're just about ready to go trackside for pre-race festivities. Again, it's a sunsplash day here at the world's greatest race course, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we ask that you please rise and remove your hats as the Indiana National Guard Joint Forces Color Guard presents our nation's colors. Please remain standing as Lieutenant Colonel Kent Lundy from the 181st Intelligence Wing Chaplain Corps offers today's invocation. If you care to, pray with me. May every mile of this race be a blessing, gracious God. We are mindful of our friends in Greenwood reeling from gun violence. May you be their peace. Bless this race, the drivers, crews, fans, and all the behind-the-scenes servants. And when the checkered flag is fallen, challenge us to rise to our better selves, to win the day for the most important race, the human race. Amen. Now, today, to honor America with the singing of our national anthem, please welcome him back to Indiana, Jim Cornelson. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there Continue to set the stage for today's race. Green flag scheduled for 1230 Eastern here at the world's greatest race course. Pretty impressive appearance of the Firestone Fast 6 for Christian Lungard. He will roll off 6 today. Here's Ryan Marine. Back at the track where he made his IndyCar debut one year ago. Christian Lundgaard set to start from the sixth position here today. Solid qualifying effort. Good in warm-up this morning. Now what can you do in the race? No, I mean, after warm-up this morning, I think we we came to the conclusion our race cars is, is quite competitive as well. Um, so obviously that's always a positive to have that for the race because you know you're, you're going to go a long way. Um, I think it's still a bit of a question if, if red and blacks um, are preferred, which one is preferred. Uh, so 
it, it's going to be an interesting race. It seems like it isn't the same as it was in, in May, where it was a, for sure a preferred red race. Uh, there's a bit more of a, of a question to it this year. Well, this race. Um, but no, I'm, I'm looking forward. We're, we're in a good starting position, and the, the race car is good, so uh, I'm, I'm sure we can be competitive today. Across the board within the team, it seems like there's been a step up in performance as of late. Where has that come from? Where have you seen the biggest gains? Um, it's difficult to say. I think we've always been good here. Uh, I don't think we, we achieved what we what we had available in, in May. Um, I mean, we showed up here last year for a one-off event, and we qualified well. We weren't as competitive in the race. Um, but we, we're here to make up for that today. I think coming here to Indy, our car's always been strong. Um, we were competitive in Toronto as well. Uh, I would say we were quite competitive in, in Iowa as well. Um, so it's, it's for sure been a good streak lately. We just want to make that that last step into to being being there consistently. Best of luck today. Thank you. That's Christian Lundgaard set to roll off P6. And a driver that is uh, driving for his place within a team, not necessarily for his future, that's set. He's your pole setter, Felix Rosenquist. Ryan Marines caught up with him. For the third time in his NTT IndyCar Series career and second time on the IMS road course, Felix Rosenquist will be leading the field to the green here at uh, this racetrack. How confident are you in the car based on the pace you've shown throughout the course of this weekend and your previous history here? I think we have a good car. Uh, you never know exactly how it's going to play out, but uh, I have a good feeling. Uh, it's been pretty, you know, few changes on the car over the weekend, which is always a good indication, right? You, you're not really unhappy with anything. You're just kind of managing the details all the time. Uh, but I think the guys are great in pit lane. Uh, I feel great in the car, both long run and short run so uh yeah pretty pretty hopeful for a good result here strategy wise do you have a sense for what direction you're likely to go uh not not exactly sure i think we're gonna just gonna have to take it as it comes and uh, try to be reactive to any kind of scenario uh but i'm sure the guys are ready for uh for all anything to happen up there so good luck today thanks man that's the pole sitter, Felix Rosenquist. Uh, we are moving ever closer to the command for the Gallagher Grand Prix here at the world's greatest race course, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Mark James, Davey Hamilton, about ready to go trackside for the command. And uh, Davey, the one guy that we simply must keep our eye on. Five poles, five wins for Will Power, who will roll off for Yeah, you know, I, he's, he's, I think, a favorite to win this race. Knows how to do it. Like I say, he's done it five different times. He's in that battle, second, second place in the championship. You know, he's going to be cautious, but you know, he's always, always on the run. Now, Earlier this year, uh, he started in the back three different times. Two of those three times, he fought his way to a podium finish. Two time, uh, let's see, 2009, the last time we saw a championship chase this tight. You go back to sixth place, Scott Dixon, just 48 points oh, back. Isn't that great? I mean, it's going to be a great battle for uh, for the championship. No question about it, Mark. And, and it's Dixon. Never count him out. We don't talk about him a lot, but never count him out. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we're awfully excited uh, to see what Will Power has in store for the field. Felix Rosenquist again will start on pole today. He'll start on pole for the second time the road course. Alexander Rossi on the front row with uh, Felix Rosenquist, Pottawa, his teammate Pottawa Ward starting, starting just behind him. Let's go trackside. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get the command for the Gallagher Grand Prix. Please welcome your Grand Marshals, family members from Gallagher, Shannon and Matthias Michelangeli. Racers, start your engines! 
The engines have fired and Here's we're ready today's to go race. NTT IndyCar Series starting lineup. Row 13. Marcus Ericsson, Sweden. Row 12. Dalton Kellett, Canada. Jimmy Johnson, United States. Row 11. Romain Grosjean, France. Kyle Kirkwood, United States. Row 10. Scott Dixon, New Zealand. Callum Eilert, United Kingdom. Row 9. Takuma Sato, Japan. Graham Rahal, United States of America. Row 8. Helio Castroneves, Brazil. Scott McLaughlin, New Zealand. Row 7. Devlin DeFrancesco, Canada. Jack Harvey, United Kingdom. Row 6. Simon Paginot, France. David Malukas, United States. Row 5. Connor Daly, United States. Colton Herta, United States. Row 4. Renis VK, the Netherlands. Alex Below, Spain. Row 3. Christian Lundgaard, Denmark. Joseph Newgarden, United States. Row 2. Will Power, Australia. Patricio Ward, Monterey, Mexico. On the outside of row one. Alexander Rossi, United States. And starting on the pole. Felix Rosenquist, Sweden. A blended family working this weekend. Joining us from the Performance Racing Network on Pit Road today, uh, Brad Gilley, Brett McMillan. They're working with Ryan Marine, and uh, let's get an idea of what they'll be keeping an eye on during this Gallagher Grand Prix. Let's start by welcoming in Brad Gilley. Well, Mark, thank you very much. A couple of the teams that I'll be watching, one of them is outside pole winner Alexander Rossi. He has never won here on the road course at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. In qualifying, has put himself in a great position to do so. Another driver I'm watching is going to start 12th, Simon Pagino. Actually a two-time winner here on the Indy Road Course. He's done it for Sam Schmidt. He's done it for Roger Penske. And today, he'll try and do it for Meyer Shank Racing. Brett McMillan, how about your section of pick? Yeah, one of the guys I'm watching is Scott Dixon. A disappointing qualifying effort for Scott Dixon, starting 20th today, but you know he's had success here at Indianapolis before. And also Alex Pillow. A lot of drama surrounding this team, not only the driver, but the team as well, feeling the pressure. So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond, how much they can put the off-the-track pressure behind them and those distractions and focus forward to today's race. Ryan Marine? Well, down here on the south end of the pit lane, a couple of former winners that I'll have my eye on, including Will Power, who is the king of this racetrack, at least in the IndyCar series. Colton Herta, who won here in May, and Renus VK as well, the former race winner here. But I've also got my eye on the tire strategy. In the past, it was pretty cut and dry, but the drivers have said, for whatever reason, that has changed, and there's some question about which compound will be the favored compound over the course of this race. That will be something to keep an eye on for sure. Finally, the weather conditions. It is beautiful. 82 degrees, some fluffy clouds overhead. A perfect day to go racing at 16th in Georgetown. Uh, 2.4 miles in length and change in 14 turns and for the best of the business to paint the picture for you today. They'll head north along this long front straightaway and when they start to make that left-handed turn under the north portion of the road course here, they'll come into the view of Michael Young. Good afternoon, Mark James. In front of me now, David Malukas. He'll make that right-hander. It's a 90-degree right-hander. Then a quick 
about 50 to 100 feet or so before they make a left-hander. That's another 90-degree turn into turn number two. We've seen several of the drivers put their right sides off at the exit of that turn. And then the tricky part of this north end of the course, turn three, they'll get back to second gear and then start working their way through a very tight turn four. And then the switchback, that new curbing, 80 feet long, 60, uh, six feet wide, three inches tall at its peak, and they will be using all of that through that switchback portion of the course. That's turns five and six, and that's where they'll come into the view of our very own Nick Yeoman. Nick. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, that turn five and six, it is uh, two really quick flick of the wrist to the left and then back to the right. You want to try to blitz through that section of the racetrack as quickly as possible because it sets up one of the best passing points on this racetrack. We're talking about the infield straightaway of Holman Boulevard. I've always called it the main artery of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway because once you're inside the two-and-a-half-mile oval, anywhere you want to go, you've got to use Holman Boulevard that streaks right down the middle of the racetrack. It sets up the left-hander of turn number seven. There is plenty of racetrack to the inside where these drivers can go two and three wide, but boy, we've seen over the years the grass to the right side of that corner oftentimes looms large. We've seen drivers get off the racetrack quite a few times over the years to that part of the racetrack. Then it's the S's to the right of turn number eight, back to the left of turn number nine, and once again to the right of turn ten. They'll pop into the view, not only of the skyline of the city of Indianapolis, but into the view of the television voice of the Indiana Pacers, Kristen Airy. Thanks so much, Nick. So good to be with everybody on this Saturday afternoon. And again, this is an area where the cars can pick up speed. As they exit turn 10, a right-hand turn, as Nick said, they will make a sweeping right-hand turn back onto the oval. They'll hit the short chute here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway of the oval between turns 1 and 2 here on the south side of the track. Then they have to hit the brakes because they have a hard right-hand turn back into the infield at turn 12, and that's where they come into the view of Jake Query. Thank you so much, Chris. Once again, a privilege to be here at the world's greatest race course, and as you had talked about, that right-hander that is turn number 12, and it is not long after that where there is a left-hander that is turn 13. Now, should you bypass that turn, you head straight right onto pit road, but it is a slight passing opportunity in turn 13, but not for long because quickly the track starts to sweep to the right. That is technically turn number 14. Once you complete that turn, you were back on the main straightaway here heading north at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and Mark, that would complete a lap here on the road course at the world's most famous racetrack. Thanks, guys. Uh, Look forward to the call today for sure, and then exit off of 14, Davey, one of the most important here on the grounds because the reward is this long straightaway. That's right. Long straightaway, you get to try to take advantage of anybody in front of you. If you're a leader, sometimes the disadvantage, but you need to come off turn 14, wide open, straight, and keep that momentum going just to try to keep your position going down this long front straightaway into turn one. Jake Query, back to you. Is the field coming into formation? Field starting coming to, starting to come into formation as they work their way as the pace car now is already through turn number 13. It is the pole sitter, Felix Rosenquist. Just to the side of him, of course, the second place running Alexander Rossi, then Pata Award and Will Power. They start to accelerate. They negotiate turn number 14. Mark, we're about to go racing here on the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Interesting thing always is how nice they are willing to play as they stack up going into turn number one. Green flag is in the air and the Gallagher Grand Prix heads to turn number one and Michael Young. Race fans on their feet. They will greet the field of 25 here to turn number one. The big mover, Joseph Newgarden. He'll dive all the way down to the entrance of turn number one. But Felix Rosenquist will control that lead. Alexander Rossi, P2. Oh, we got one turned around. It's Pato Award. He won't collect anybody, but will go to the end of the field.
field. Meanwhile, back to the front, it's Felix Rosenquist, Alexander Rossi, and Joseph Newgarden. Awards car sits in the middle of turn number three. He's got it refired, and he'll continue on at the rear of the field. But it is the Swede, Felix Rosenquist, who leads this entire 25-car pack down to turn number seven. He's got about a two-car length advantage over Rossi. Another three back to Newgarden, and then Christian Lundgaard runs in the fourth position. Well, the big move by Newgarden, he moves from fifth to third as we're getting ready to complete the first lap. Rosenquist, about a five-car length lead on Rossi, another seven to eight-car lengths back to Joseph Newgarden. They hit turn 12. So the field now becomes a sandwich with the two slices of bread, the teammates. Felix Rosenquist up front, Pala Award all the way in the back. But Felix Rosenquist, the pole center, has about a four-car length advantage over Alexander Rossi. Then another six back to Joseph Newgarden. Absolute disaster for a championship contender, Pato Award. Got a lot of work to do as Felix Rosenquist stretches out the lead to turn number one. Four car length advantage for Felix Rosenquist, then Alexander Rossi, Joseph Newgarden, and now Colton Herta wants that fourth position. He'll try to take it away from Christian Ludgard. He'll put the left side to the grass. Ludgard will battle back on the right side, and at the entrance to turn number three, Ludgard will regain that fourth position. But it's Alexander Rossi starting to close back in. It's the leader, Felix Rosenquist, five car length advantage. I don't know if that battle for fifth is over quite yet as Colton Herta took it from Christian Lundgaard and immediately lost it. He's going to try to set up the Dutchman down into turn number seven. Lundgaard protects the inside of the racetrack. Herta, he's going to show him a right front tire. He'll get back in line. Further back, we got a couple cars cutting some grass. It looks like Will Power had to check up. Kristen Airy, we got a car pulling back onto the grass right in the middle of the pack. Yeah, in those S's, there is a lot of traffic as cars are getting bottled up. In fact, a couple of cars, it looked like Roman Grosjean had gone off into the grass, but the leaders in front of Jake Query. Meanwhile, Colton Herta just popped to the inside of Christian Lundgaard, took that spot away, so suddenly that Gamebridge machine runs forward. And Davey Hamilton, you've had a look at the replay involving Pato Awards that dropped him to 25th. Yeah, what happened down there, we seen Joseph Newgard get a great start, gets in front of Pato Award, but then what happens, Colton Herta got underneath Power, kind of pushed Power up, Power barely clips Award, so they were trying to go three wide, didn't work out, didn't hurt any car, no action taken purely a racing incident. Uh, the leaders starting to tighten up a little bit, Nick Yeoman, as they head to Holman Boulevard. Yeah, Felix Rosenquist is not running away with this thing as his uh, Alexander Rossi is about three or four car lengths. In fact, that gap is shrinking. It's down to two car lengths as Rossi throws it in deep into turn seven. He's not close enough to get alongside, but he is certainly putting the pressure on. They'll streak to the left-hander of turn number nine. Kristen Airy, we've got a battle for the lead there in ten. Yeah, well back then, Newgarden in third. He's about 15 car lengths behind, but Rossi Rossi has Rosenquist in his sights as they exit turn number 11. The right-hander now on turn 12. And as they work their way into turn number 12, Rosenquist now all of a sudden has Alexander Rossi on his rear wing. It's a little separation as he now works his way through 13 and 14. Nick Yeoman, there's another car off in turn number 7. It is Dalton Kellett who was at the back of the field. He did a 180, spun that car back around, but it does appear Mark James, he's killed the engine. The pits are closed, full court caution here on the road course at IMS. Three laps complete. Felix Rosenquist, Rossi, Newgarden, Huda, uh, Herta, and Lundgarten, we should say, the top five. The Daily, Francesco, Pelot, McLaughlin, Jack Harvey, the top ten. Time now for a minute with Mario, presented by Ruoff Morgans. This week, we asked Mario about the time he was 12, and he and his brother, Aldo, swiped a motorized scooter. 
Well, I don't say that we stole it. Um, there was a chaplain at the refugee camp where we uh, spent seven and a half years after being displaced from our home after the World War II. And uh, we used to hang out with, with him a lot, obviously. And uh, and he had a, a Lambretta scooters, like uh, the same as a Vespa, you know, like you said, Ford or Chevy. <laughs> so we used to just hang out with this uh, father, Zambellini. And then whenever he would go in for some, uh, you know, some of his businesses that he had, some of his chores, then we used to borrow it and uh, go for joy rides. And then we'd come back, there was no scooter there for him, and then he, you know, he was all obviously upset, and all of a sudden we'd show up. Now we, uh, we used to borrow and not steal it. A Minute with Mario is presented by Ruoff Mortgage for a fast mortgage process. Apply online at Ruoff.com. Caution on the course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Caution on the course, lap four. Felix Rosenquist, Rossi, Newgarden, Herta, and Lungard, the top five. Newgarden will change positions. We'll explain that to you in just a couple of minutes. First, we need updates from Pit Road, starting with Brent McMillan. Yeah, Pato Award, who spun on that opening lap, came in, and they put reds on his car. They also gave him a left-side adjustment on the front wing. Brad Gilly. Kellett ended up staying out on the racetrack. In fact, they said the tires were good on the car, and he caught the back of the field. Back to green. Turn number one, Michael Young, Felix Rosenquist, Alexander Rossi tightening up. And Rossi dives deep. He will break late. Will Rossi make the corner? No. He'll have to put those left sides onto the curbing, and that will cost him not one but two positions as Colton Herta will get around as he's not able to get around. Felix Rosenquist had the lead for a moment, but Colton Herta from ninth now to second on the charge trying to catch Rosenquist. We've seen in practice some of those Andretti cars have had some problems under braking, and it costs Rossi the second position. He may fall into the hands of Christian Lundgaard as they accordion up down into turn number seven. Further back, deep charge by Alex Pillow. He's going to try to get around Devlin DeFrancesco, but it's Felix Rosenquist, your leader, out of ten. The restart has bunched them up as they make the right-hander out of ten. Now the right-hander out of eleven. About a six-car link lead for Rosenquist. Then it's Herta, Rossi, Lundgaard, and Newgarden. Rosenquist leader, turn number twelve. He has behind him, as you talked about, Chris Colton Herta, and then Alex Alexander Rossi. They're pretty evenly spaced before you get to Lungard and Newgard. Pretty good start for Devlin DeFrancesco. He finds himself just behind Connor Daly after that court pass. One more update from Pit Road with Ryan Marine. Yeah, Will Power came in on my section of the pit lane. That was a bit of a surprise. He went under reds for this next stint. Uh, update brought to you from Pit Road by Speedway, the official fuel then convenience store of IndyCar. David Joseph Newgarden told to give up two positions for a track limit violation. I think that was that pass that Michael described at the start down in turn one. Yeah. It must have been. Uh, I didn't know where the start line was, but definitely made an advantage. Unfortunately for Joseph, going to have to move back a couple spots. Not going to hurt him right now. We're going to keep an eye on this championship for all of our listeners. And right now, Erickson is still in the lead by 11 points over Will Power. Will Power had a bad start, got pushed into Herta. He had to make a pit stop, currently running 23rd right now. Interesting to note that at the start of the race, we've been talking about that points lead all throughout the weekend, but Power was actually shown in front of Erickson because Erickson started 25th. That's right. At one point, he was, but then Power decided to go off strategy or maybe make sure there was no damage to his car when Colton Herta pushed him up in into a ward. 
uh, could have done some damage. So just looks like he's good to go. New Garden right now in third, 14 back. Dixon, 28 back. Pelot, 30 back. Man, the battle keeps getting tighter and tighter. And more and more teams have shifted to the alternate time. That's right. The, everybody that pitted this last time pretty much put on that softer red sidewall side uh, alternate time. Leaders back to turn one, Michael Young. Felix Rosenquist trying to take advantage of this pole position. His future with McLaren obviously intact, but where will he drive next year? A win would certainly help keep him in this NTT IndyCar Series. Three car lengths ahead of Colton Herta. Then it's Alexander Rossi in that third position. That trio makes their way through turn number four. Quickly through that switch back at turn number five. Colton Herta's got to run. Yeah, not sure Felix Rosenquist can worry about his future right now. He's got to worry about the car in second, and it's Colton Herta. He won here in May on the road course. He's going to take a look to the inside. He'll dart around Felix Rosenquist. New race leader. It's Colton Herta through the S's. Colton Herta won here in May on the road course. Now he has the lead, and for Rosenquist, he has to be worried about Rossi, who's in third. Just a couple of car lengths now behind the pole sitter, who's second. Herta has about a seven-car length advantage. Yeah, Rossi's going to take a good look to Rosenquist, make that pass now through turn number 12, so put Alexander Rossi back into the second position. Difference being, this time he chases a new leader. It's Colton Herta. Among those championship contenders on the move is Scott Dixon. He has improved a couple of positions. He is currently running in 14th. Best battle on the racetrack might be for third. Rosenquist, Christian Lungard to turn one. And Lungard will pop to the inside and easily take over that third position. That Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan machine. Christian Lungard so good here on this Indianapolis Motor Speedway road, road course. Now he has to make up ground. Alexander Rossi in that second position has about 15 car legs. It's Colton Herta with 10 car legs over Rossi. What a rough lap for our pole sitter as he goes from first to fourth and he is not able, Felix Rosenquist we're talking about, to keep a hold of the back of Christian Lungard's car. In fact, Joseph Newgarden is already starting to pounce on the rear wing. So Felix Rosenquist's car starting to fade here, Chris, as Joseph Newgarden runs him down for the fourth spot. Yeah, he's got to be worried about holding on to that fourth spot. About an eight-car length lead as they hit turn 11. The right-hander for Herta, Rossi, then Lungard, Rosenquist trying to hold off a hard-charging Newgarden. Newgarden trying to make up one of those spots in which he was penalized. Finds himself right now about two car lengths off the rear wing of Felix Rosenquist. They work their way to turn number 13. Distance stays the same in a 14. Uh, Brad Gilly, you say some activity on your end of pit road? I am seeing some activity, Mark. In fact, Simon Pagino is going to have to come in and pit out of sequence. He just now got on the pit road, and it's going to be about a quarter of the way down. All four tires are laying out. He's coming in on blacks. It looks like they're about to put reds on it, and we're about to start to see some good pit activity happening down here. And, Davey, what do you think about Felix Rosenquist? Uh, what's the explanation for losing a couple of spots? Well, he talked about that a little bit, saying, hey, our car has been really good off the trailer. I don't know if it's going to be good in a long run. Obviously, it's not. So hopefully they can make some adjustments to that race car during some pit stops and just get the bounce right. I think the back of the car just seems to be maybe not having as much grip as he needs and, and maybe tighten it up. But it could be just the other way as well. Now, he is on the, you know, I bet when he pits next time it's going to be in reds, it could change that balance. But needs to find a little more speed. 1.2 seconds already the lead for Colton Herta. He was aggressive at the start, and he stayed aggressive on the restart. Wow, I mean, very aggressive on the start. I mean, I've seen him kind of coming through there at uh, all costs kind of thing, and that's what he needs to do right now in that championship. He's at 85 back right now. Does that put him in the hunt? Absolutely it does for the last four races after this one. 
be a long shot, but Colton Hurd is doing everything he can just to win races right now. And Dreddy obviously has strong cars running first and second. Ten laps complete this time by Eterno, Rossi, Lungard, Rosenquist, Newgarden, Daly, McLaughlin, DeFrancesco, Palo, and Jack Harvey, the top ten. Back to Brad Gilly. I mentioned Pit Road is opening. We've got a lot of action in my section of Pit Road. Elio Castroneves is coming in. He's going to get four tires. They're moving him to reds. A wing adjustment as well. Caleb Gillen is in as well. You hear him now pulling out of his pit road on reds. Brian Marine. Marinas VK comes to the attention of the head carpenter racing crew, former race winner on this track. It'll be a set of sticker reds. Marinas, the Speedway fuel is in, and he's down and away. Updates from pit road brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Scott Dixon, the Wolfpack go to work. Davey Hamilton. We're seeing David Malukas, and as uh, Brad said, Callum Eilat coming to pit road. That's right. We've seen uh, the pit stops live of VK and Dixon, both teams added front nose wing, telling you that the front of the cars just aren't turning as they like. Both added. Dixon actually had quite a bit of nose wing in that car. About what you expected uh, around lap 10 or so. The That's pit right. Road got that busy. window's open right now. It's earlier than you need to do it, but it's open right now. These teams seem to take advantage of it, try to get on a clear track. Now, I'm sure some of these wish that not so many people did the same thing because they could still be locked up in traffic. Talking about Dixon and VK, they came out together. They need to try to let the fastest guy get in front and take off. Uh, Pets teammates. Newgarden, McLaughlin side by side to turn one, Michael Young. That's a battle for that fifth position, and Scott McLaughlin will make his way around Joseph Newgarden. Now, Connor Daly trying to get onto that rear wing of Joseph Newgarden, but a nice pass from Scott McLaughlin as he works his way through the field. It's Colton Hurd of 15 car lengths over Rossi. These are the bus bros, the Newgarden and uh, McLaughlin Penske teammates, and as soon as McLaughlin got around Newgarden, boy, he is already starting to pull away. Gallagher, the sponsorship on that two-tone blue car as uh, McLaughlin tries to hold on to any hopes he has of, the, of staying in the championship hunt. Chris, next car on the hit list for Scott McLaughlin is Felix Rosenquist in the turn 10. Yeah, very similar paint schemes. The uh, light blue for the Team Penske machines. McLaughlin, who has Rosenquist in his sights. He's about 10 car lengths behind Rosenquist, 10 car lengths ahead of Newgarden. Yeah, exactly. They're pretty evenly spaced right now. Meanwhile, up front, Colton Herta, 8 car lengths in front of Alexander Rossi. Rossi's opened up about 50 car lengths before he gets to the third place running Christian Lungard. Head back to pit road, check in with Brett McMillan. Alex Plow came in and he got four reds put on his car. They appeared to be scuffed red, so reds didn't use in practice and qualified, and he also got a little bit of an air adjustment on the left front wing. Brad Gilly. Graham Rahal just pulled in the hits pit box. They're going to switch over to reds, filling them up with race fuel right now. They're also going to make a slight wing adjustment to the number 15 of Graham Rahal. Ryan Marine. Scott McLaughlin and Connor Daly both coming in simultaneously to the attention of their crews running solidly inside of the top 10 for both. It will be sticker red tires here on this end. McLaughlin down and away in six seconds, but Connor Daly stalls. Connor has stalled. They'll need to pull him back to refire that car. A promising run up potentially in smoke here for Connor Daly. Looking to get that car refired, but they still have not done so. He sits here on pit lane. And Danny, we talked about it. Some good qualifying runs in Iowa needed to be backed up with good race results. I know that's what he was hoping for today. Yeah, boy, that really is going to hurt him. It's going to file him pretty much towards completely back of the pack. We'll watch where he comes back out with all the teams that pitted, but but unfortunately, that was a long time to get him refired up. IndyCar and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway are moving full speed ahead of the race for equality and change. Time now to check in with Louisa Maser in this week's segment of On Track with Diversity presented by Gallagher, your trusted insurance broker, HR, and benefits consultant. 
On this week's episode, we chat with Larry Phillips, Divisional Assistant Vice President for Culture and Inclusion at Gallagher. Larry, what is the most exciting part about this new immersive partnership with the NTT IndyCar Series and IMS, and how does it align with Gallagher's business goals? Through this partnership, there are core values that we share as it relates to you know, inclusivity, really putting people first and giving back to others. As a global leader in insurance brokerage, risk management, and consulting, we have deep expertise in this area. And so it's, it's really gratifying to be able to participate in another dimension of sports business through the Team Penske partnership. So this is something that we're very excited about. Can you share more about Gallagher's diversity and inclusion efforts and how you are all really truly then impacting back to the community? At Gallagher, we've stood up diversity, equity, inclusion task forces across our regions that are comprised of employees that are passionate about really helping us drive our diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts and really supporting the communities as well. For us, you know, it's very important that our employees' voices are heard and that we allow them to really, you know, help drive our efforts and we support many of the ways that they're trying to bring about meaningful change. Uh, we work with a number of nonprofits, schools, and, and sports organizations to really better our communities. On Track with Diversity is brought to you by Gallagher. For 95 years in communities across the globe, Gallagher's insurance, risk management, and consulting solutions have helped businesses face their future with confidence. Gallagher. To learn more, visit AJG.com. Uh, a couple of quick updates from Pit Road. Let's start with Brad Gilly. Alexander Rossi just came in. Four fresh red tires for him. He also talked off with racing fuel. Delvin DiFrancesco came in, said he was fighting some understeer. They made a wind adjustment for him, and he went back out on reds. Brett McMillan. Christian Lugard came in. They gave him four reds as well. Also an adjustment on the front wing. Ryan Marine. And it was Felix Rosenquist, the pole sitter, a slow stop. They had a hang-up on the left rear, but he did get released. They have fresh red tires for Felix Rosenquist. 14 laps completed to the Gallagher Grand Prix here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Today's race is brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for driving IndyCar legends. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. And by NTT, the official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Uh, 17 laps complete. McLaughlin, Erickson, Johnson, Power, Sato, the top five. Award, Keller, Herta, Rossi, and Lungard, the top ten. And some of the numbers we have for you, Davey, it looks like the, the Myers-Shank racing guys are the only two really wearing out their push to pass early. Simon Pagino, Elio Castroneves both been laying on it. Yeah, they sure have. Only 98 seconds left for Elio Castroneves. Finds himself in the 21st position. It's not doing him a lot of good. His teammate, as you said, Simon Pagino, he only has 88 seconds left of that push to pass running in the 13th. You look at our leader, Mike uh, McLaughlin, 124. Erickson, 178 left. 165 for Johnson, 182 for Power. Most of these teams are saving, but boy, you're right. The two Meyer Shank uh, teammates are using it up. Uh, so with this varied pit strategy now, things become a bit disjointed, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. Right now, we got McLaughlin, Erickson, Johnson, Power, and Award in the top five. Now, Award has made a pit stop early on, but uh, the, the other guys have not made a pit stop yet. They're trying, they're, their strategy may be try to stretch his fuel out and cut a pit stop out. We know that the, everybody's pitted so far, far is going on the three-stop strategy without a doubt, but right now, McLaughlin with a, right now, a 20 
second, I'm sorry, 17 second lead over Herder right now, which is not going to uh, cut it when he makes his pit stop. He's going to fall behind. So, Brad Gilly, you have a follow-up point to Simon Pagino's use of the push to pass. Yeah, Simon Pagino's actually used a lot of it so far. Currently, he's running 13th, and that's kind of where he's been so far in the opening 20 laps of this race. He was told after he came into pit, and remember, he was one of the first people to pit on lap number 10, don't use any more push to pass. They need to save that as long as they can. And I think as a race strategist, Davey, might you have told him the same thing? The exact same thing. I, I don't like using that till later in the race. Make it when it counts. Right now, who knows? You may be using it up for no good reason. And uh, just let it all lay out and use it at the end of this race, not at the start. Yeah, this is, uh, I guess, what we call the early race pace because, again, a lot of guys are spread out here. McLaughlin, Erickson, Johnson, Power Award. There's a lot of separation between those guys. A lot of separation. That's because the different strategies that are going to play on an 85-lap race like this one is. And you can, you know, stretch it out to do a two-stopper. Most are going to do three. I would surprise me that McLaughlin, Eric and J- Erickson, and Johnson are going to stretch fuel out and try to get by with two. One of the guys who came to pit road recently, Michael Young, was Callum Eilat. Uh, a little more spring in his step, knowing that his future is secure with Hukos Hollinger, but uh, he got into turn one a little hot. And needed to use that spring to blow that car down. Was battling with Elio Castroneves. Thought about making that turn and then rethought that idea. Used that runoff area. He rejoined, but lost a lot of ground to Castroneves. Uh, so again, you're uh, Top 10, McLaughlin, Erickson, Johnson, Will Power, and Pato Award. Sato, Herta, Kellett, Rossi, and Lungard through 10th. Joseph Dugard, 11th. Alec Pelot, 12th. Simon Pagino, 13th. Redis VK is 14th. 15th, Felix Rosenquist. 16th, Graham Rahal. 17th, Devlin DeFrancesco. 18th, Scott Dixon. 19th, Jack Harvey. 20th, David Malukas. 21st, Elio Castro-Nevis. 22nd, Callum Eilat. 23rd, Kyle Kirkwood. Connor Daly, 24th, and Roman Grosjean is 25th. Among those outside of those who, uh, you know, um, among the guys who have not pitted yet, Davey, uh, who impresses you early on? The ones that have not pitted, I think McLaughlin, I think that maybe he might have something. Another good run for Erickson. We're going to see where he lays out and all this, but pretty good run for Erickson right now just to show that he has some speed. He's going on a different strategy right now. He's liking the points championship. He's 16 points over power, so gaining points in this championship where he stands. Yeah, the last couple of laps when they've gone by us, Michael Young. I'm starting to get the idea that Will Powers trying to inch ever closer to Jimmy Johnson. That would be a battle for third. But they've got some work to do to make that a battle. Oh, they certainly do. Jimmy Johnson's about 15 car lengths ahead of Will Power right now. We just saw Pato Award as he entered turn number one, break a little late, and that allowed Takuma Sato to close in on that rear wing of Pato Award. So that is that battle for the fifth position. Pato Award able to regain some of that ground. Yep, he'll gather it back up to the switchback, leading to Takuma Sato by about three or four car lengths. We mentioned Jimmy Johnson's advantage over Will Power as they streak out of turn number seven. Right now, it's at about nine car lengths. Uh, in that Pato Award, Takuma Sato battle, as they are going through the S's, they'll make the hard right-hand turn in 10. This is where you gain some speed, turn 11, before you have to hit the brakes. They're heading towards you, Jake. Interesting, because now all of a sudden you're at that point where things are off sequence a little bit. Everybody trying to make up ground again. Willpower, sizable advantage over Pato Award. But then it's Pato Sato. Right now, turn number 13, Pato Award, about a three-car length advantage. Updates Pit Road, let's start with Brad Gilly. Kelly was the last one in my section to come on to Pit Road. He came on that last lap, got four fresh red tires. They had to wait on the fuel to make sure he got topped off. Brad McMillan. Well, it's a 
Masada maybe making up some ground, but he has been frustrated. They came on the radio and told him, look, I don't think anybody's having an easy time right now making the miles. Also, they told Christian Lundgaard, hey, look, right now, take it easy on the tires. Uh, 21 laps complete. Scott McLaughlin, your leader. Erickson, Johnson, Power Award, the top five. Sato, Herta, Rossi, Lundgaard, and Joseph Newgard, the top ten. We pause 10 seconds for stakes to notification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Twenty-three laps complete. The front runner starting to come to pit road. Let's check in with Ryan Marine. Scott McLaughlin came in with the Gallagher colors. It was a seven and a half second stop for the Australian. Remember, he was one of the one of five drivers to start on the alternate reds. They wanted to push that stint as long as possible. They did that, packed it full of fuel. He's down and away. Brett McMillan. Marcus Erickson's come in. He got four reds on and no adjustments at all. Jimmy Johnson's expected in momentarily. And Brad Gilly, some concerns in the Graham Rahal camp about tire wear. Yes, sir. Graham Rahal radioed in about two laps ago and said his rights are starting to delaminate. He can see it starting on the edge. They want him to stay out for about another eight laps so they can stay on their pit cycle, but that's something Graham Rahal is going to be watching. I want to thank great radio stations for carrying today's race. WKJG in Fort Wayne, Indiana, WLVA, Lynchburg, Virginia, and WIZM in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Davey Hamilton. More on what you just heard of the report from Graham Rahal. Well, a little surprising because this corner has most left-hand corner, so when it's a right hand, wearing out or delaminated, pretty surprising. And uh, right right now, i got power. It's try, We're trying to go through timing and scoring and try to get caught up to a power. The leader right now, we know he pitted early. I think it's going to cycle around where it's going to be Herta, Rossi, Lungard, McLaughlin coming out basically in that fourth position where it all cycles out. Looks like Jimmy Johnson came to pit road for service. Brett McMillan. And indeed, he started the race on reds, and they put more reds back on. No other adjustments for Jimmy Johnson as he heads back out. And Jimmy Johnson got himself to the front, albeit momentarily, and in pit cycles, Davey. But when they were running the other way on this oval and he was <laughs> in a stock car, he knew how to get to the front here for well, sure. Well, not only on a stock car, when he ran the other way in the 500, he was right. fast as well. So we know he knows the ovals. He's good. I was watching his lap times when he's running up front. Right ahead of Will Power, and he was only about a tenth off. That's pretty good for Jimmy. He a lot of times more like a second off, so he seems to be running pretty good today. And you say we talked about it off air a little bit. Let's uh, bring everyone else into the conversation. You <laughs> say with this strategy between two and three stops, that explains why this field's so spread out. That's short. exactly right. It's going to tighten up at times during this race, but right now the reason it's so spread out. Anytime that you have the opportunity to do pit strategies and do different amount of pit stops, it gets spread out. That's it's just nature. Uh, if it's, everybody had to make the same one, it's easy. It's Colton Herta goes to lap somebody. And he goes to the inside of Takuma Sato. That's the battle for third into turn one. And Colton Herta trying to make that look easy, and indeed he does. He will get around Takuma Sato. Remember, Sato's been out there for quite some time. Colton Herta now starting to close in on Pato Award. That's the next car on the checklist. And as Colton Herta exits turn number five and six, has a nice charge. Can he close Nick Gilman? Colton Herta is the leader in the clubhouse in terms of the three stop strategy. His teammate Alexander Rossi is right behind him. Rossi's going to take a similar look to the inside of Takuma Sato and he will dispatch of the Japanese driver in turn number seven. So Herta gets around Sato. Rossi does as well. What about Christian Lundgaard? Christian Arian to turn ten. Yeah, a number of laps ago, these were your leaders, Herta and Rossi and uh, they go by in the Gamebridge machine. They'll come to turn number twelve with a hard right hand turn in front of Jake. As they work their way now, all of a sudden a move is made. It is 
Christian Lungard that was able to make the pass. That sets him up in clear sight now of Alexander Rossi, and it was again the falling to Kubasato that Lungard was able to dispatch. Uh, got a peek at Roman Grosjean's earlier pit stop, Davey. He had a bit of a bobble and stalled it. He's doubled to 23rd as a result. Yeah, did the same thing that actually that Connor Daly did. Filed Connor now 21st and uh, drops him down. Grosjean to 23rd, so you're right. Uh, not good when you saw it in the pits. Uh, just completed 26 laps. Will Power is your leader. Pottawa Ward is running in the second position, and it's still trying to heat up a little bit between Pottawa Ward with Colton Herta, Rossi, and Lungard giving chase on the Holman Boulevard. Yeah, but of course, uh, Pottawa Ward trying to go long. If you're just joining us, he started third, spun in turn number two on the opening lap, and fell all the way to the tail of the field. Now he's got his hands full with Colton Herta all over the rear wing through turn number eight. Kristen Airy, they're going to battle their way through the S's as O'Ward tries to hold off Colton Herta. Yeah, well ahead of them is the leader right now, Will Power. He passes me, but you're right. We go back. O'Ward about a four or five car length lead on Herta, then another ten car lengths back to Alexander Rossi lead starts to shrink just a little bit for Pata Award through turn number 12 because Colton Herta is starting to close in. But again, he's got about 15 to 20 yards to make up as Pata Award leads him into turn number 14. Yeah, there's no question. It's a bit of a gamble hoping that you get a well-timed caution because four times over the history of this event, Michael Young, we've run it caution-free. Here comes Colton Herta. And he will dispatch a Pata Award easily as Pata Award's red starting to give up the ghost. Now Alexander Rossi will try to take over over that third position. He's about eight car lengths behind Pottawa Ward, but Rossi gets a nice run through turn number three. Now as he sets up for turn number four, tries to get that launch. Colton Hurt about eight car lengths ahead of Pottawa Ward, and Rossi about eight car lengths behind. That was an impressive pass by Colton Herta. He caught Pato so fast out into turn number one that he was able to draft, pull out, pass, and get right back in front of him before the entrance of the corner. But now things heat up behind Herta as O'Ward struggles on those old Firestones with Alexander Rossi starting to charge. Yeah, Rossi on his rear wing. They exit turn number 10. They hit the rumble strips on the outside of the track. They'll move to the inside where they'll hit the rumble strips with their right front and rear tires as uh, they exit turn number 12. So if you're just joining us, Pata Award started up front. Spun early, fell to the back of the field, had to go off sequence to get back up towards the front. That means those tires now are starting to fall off just a little bit as Alexander Rossi tries to close in. Yeah, no question. It's really the only option he had to get back into contention. Here comes Alexander Rossi. Here comes Christian Lungard is all headed to turn number one. Playing that race strategy game and Alexander Rossi making a pass look just as easy as Colton Herta did. He got him down into turn number one and now pulls away. But for Christian Lundgaard, he's a lot closer than Rossi was last time by. Lundgaard puts the right sides at the entrance of turn number three, gets it into the dirt, but gets a nice run out of turn number four. And he closes in on Pottawa Ward. It's down to two car lengths. Christian Lundgaard trying to cut this track as short as possible, as Michael alluded to, kicking up a little dust. He will pass Pottawa Ward at the midway point of Holman Boulevard. And now Lundgaard can set his sights on Alexander Rossi running a similar strategy as they go through turns 9 and 10. Big lead right now, exiting 11 into 12 for power, then back to Herta, another 20 car links back to Rossi, who now has Lungard in his rearview mirror. Yeah, so we take a look now at the winner of the 100th Indianapolis 500, Alexander Rossi being chased by a guy that was the first from his country of Denmark to run the Indy 500, Christian Lungard. But right now, the separation, about six car links between the two. After the round of stops, Marcus 
Erickson settled back into the 19th position. He's made a couple of passes on Elio Castro-Nevis. And David Malukas next in his sights would be Jack Harvey. And Damian, again, Pato Award doing the only thing that he could do to get himself yeah, back. Yeah, he got set so far back when he spun and went way to the back of the field. He just tried to salvage what he can. Knowing those tires are wore out, I think he's doing a good job hanging in there. The problem is once he cycles through the spin, it's probably going to cycle him out in that 20th, 19th, 20th position. Uh, coming up on 30 laps complete, Power, Herta, Rossi, Lungard, and Award the top five. Sato, McLaughlin, Newgarden, Palo, and Pagino, the top ten here at the Gallagher Grand Prix. Uh, lap 31, uh, complete. Pit stops underway, Ryan Marine. Seven and a half second stop for Will Power and the Verizon team. It was a switch from reds to reds. Remember, he pitted during that first caution of the race really early on, so that's got him somewhat off sequence despite a top ten start. Brett McMillan. Alex Pillow and Takuma Sato both came in, both swapped out reds for reds, and neither made an adjustment. Uh, updates in pit road brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. So here's that window, Davey, and uh, your advice uh, for those that are in it. And on this strategy, always is, as soon as it opens up, get in here. Get in, that's right. When that window opens up, now we know that they're Herna, Rossi, Lugard, first, second, third. They've been there for a while. Although, if you look at laps led, uh, you wouldn't think that. uh, Colton Herna, he only has, let me see here, lap leaders, uh, eight laps led. McLaughlin, ten. Rosenquist, seven. And Power, seven. So he only has, he only second leader chart. But right now, he seems to have a really good handle on this race. I think his strategy with Rossi and Lugard are the ones to have. Uh, so right now we look at the McLaughlin noticeably the one on the primary so what strategy is he employing and what does he need to have in terms of help to make this work? It really seems that those red tires are really lasting to these stints and so I think they're the favorable tire right now so I think McLaughlin put that set of blacks on just to see what he has to run them sometime just to see what that is. He can put more on later if that feels it's advantage. Overall run but he's saving those reds for the last uh, We just watched Roman Brochon who just came off yeah. came off uh, back onto the course off of pit road go around Jimmy Johnson like he was sitting still yeah, new tires new huh? tires make the difference I mean I don't think we sit like we did on the oval last week in Iowa but right now new tires always make a difference and once you get more than 10 10 11 12 laps on those tires you put new ones on you're gonna be you're gonna be happy uh, look to the south end what is the short shoot Jake query and it looks like a pretty good battle Alex below Felix Rosenquist Graham Brayhall that's a battle for eighth all involved yeah and right now Rossi excuse me uh, going into turn at number 13 as you take a look at it, that battle starts to sort itself out. Everybody taking that right-handed turn that is becoming turn number 14. Meanwhile, Alex Pelot dives on to pit road. Yeah, and Damien, as that battle started to heat up, they went to pit road. That's right, Pelot, he fell off. He's in, he's running in, uh, right now that ninth position coming in for some new tires. Brett McMillan. And Alex Pelot makes his way down pit road very slowly. His crew is waiting for him, and they are waving at him. He comes to a stop in his pit stall, and they have gone to work. And the tires that are coming off are are reds and they're putting on the regular tires. The blacks are going on. No adjustments at all as he pulls back out. Alex Polo headed back onto the track. Clean stop for Alex Polo. Very much in championship contention despite all the distractions. One thing's for sure, that American Legion car, that's a shiny, oh shiny, cool what, looking race what car. What a beautiful looking race car. I always love the color of chrome. It looks good. And right now, Polo is in that sixth position in the championship but only 53 points back battling with Award Dixon. Dixon within striking distance for sure with only 
32 back in that fourth spot. And Brad Gilly, uh, more activity on your end of pit road. Callum Eilat is about to come in. They actually have scuff reds laying out for him right now. They're going to get a four-tire change. Top him off with race fuel. An update on Graham Rahal. They just asked him if he could make two more laps. They're trying to get as close as they can to the very edge of their fuel window. Uh, McLaughlin, Newgarden. That one started to get interesting, Michael Young. That's the battle for four. Yeah, and slowly but surely, Joseph Newgarden has been closing in on his teammate. McLaughlin made that long green flag stint and had about a two-second advantage over Joseph Newgarden. But over the last five laps or so, Newgarden able to close that gap down. It's about ten car lengths as they make their way through six. Front three of Herta, Rossi, and Lundgaard already exiting turn number seven. But we do take a look back. The middle of Holman Boulevard. It's the battle for fourth. As Scott McLaughlin starting to fall into the clutches of Joseph Newgarden. McLaughlin's car looks a little unstable at the exit of turn number seven. He's got about a five-car length advantage over his teammate. Yeah, working lap 36 here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And McLaughlin goes to the outside of the track. Now dives back inside. They sweep through turn 11, hitting turn 12 in front of Jake blue car of Scott McLaughlin. That light turn blue seven. car. Let's Nick go Gilman. first off to Nick Gilman in turn seven. Guys, we've got a car creeping slowly through the S's. I believe that is Simon Pagano. It is. The Meyer Shank racing car is getting absolutely freight trained. He's moved over to the left side of the racetrack. It's a local yellow for now. He's going to pull off the racetrack right at the uh, entrance of turn number 10. But Mark James, that Meyer Shank racing, that pink and black car has come to a stop just at the exit of turn 10. And just like that, uh, the majority of the crews go over the wall. Davey Hamilton with tires in hand. That's right. When that yellow comes out, you will take advantage of it. Now, some of these cars that just had pitted, being McLaughlin being one of them, he's going to stay out. He's going to find him, cycle himself to the lead of this race. Brad Gilly. Simon Pagano had his crew laying tires out before he actually stalled out there. Old man was about the only thing they said on the radio. Graham Rahal just came in. We also had uh, Delvin DeFrancesco come in. Very busy on my end of pit road. Brett McMillan. Scott Dixon has come in. He's put red tires on. His also was coming in. Uh, Erickson has come in. He put reds on as well. And still waiting. Lundegaard's team is waiting. They've got reds laid out for him as well. Ryan Marine. Still green for the moment. A couple of pit stops on this end. Connor Daly in and out. Felix Rosenquist onto a set of scuffed reds, too, and a number of teams scrambling to get prepared, including Colton Hurd of the race leader. We expect to see him in. Yeah, front runners continue to come to pit road, and it looks like Alexander Rossi among the takers is a full course caution with Alexander Rossi on pit road, but Brad Gilly, we think he got there before the pits were closed. Yes, he definitely did get here before the pits were closed. In fact, they just finished his four-tire service. They put on a fresh set of sticker reds and topped him off with racing fuel, and he is back in line to get back out onto the racetrack. Same true for Colton Herter, Ryan Marine. Yes, sir. He got in just in the nick of time. He's down and away. A very quick stop, just over seven seconds. Back to red sidewall tire. Speedway fuel is in, and he'll beat Alexander Rossi in the race off of pit lane. At a peak just below us at Joseph Newgarden and Scott McLaughlin. Both come on and off pit road, and McLaughlin Davis able to beat Joseph Newgarden out of the pit box. Yeah, Joseph just got by him that last lap going down to turn one, but they come in the pit. McLaughlin's pit just a bit quicker and puts it back ahead of him. Uh, let's get a follow-up note from Ryan Marine. The thing that helps Scott McLaughlin is it's, it was a shorter fill for them. Remember how long they went on that previous stand? And this works out great for them. They started mid-pack. They went on that alternate strategy, starting on the primary tires and run, uh, and running long. Make that starting on the reds and running long. This was their stand on the blacks, and it's a relatively short one. It puts them on the same sequence as those around them. So a nice net gain, all things considered, on strategy for Scott McLaughlin and company. Simon Pagino's uh, idle race car is now pushed out of harm's way. He'll tumble to 25th here at the Gallagher Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway.
37 laps complete. Uh, you're listening to the NTT IndyCar Series on these great stations, WCSL in Cherryville, North Carolina, WDAN in Danville, Illinois, and our flagship station, 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. And if you're not in town, you want to listen online, you can catch Jake Query in the mornings with Kevin Bowen. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and right now, Mark, I'm looking down through what everybody's done. Pretty much everybody came in and pitted. Herta, obviously, pretty much in control of this race with Rossi Lungard Power. Good, good makeup for Power right there. Jimmy Johnson. See, they pitted not too much before this, so they chose not to. Found themselves in good track position right now. They have to save a little fuel or wait till potentially another yellow. New Garden, he rifles back uh, as well in that seventh position. Pato Ward right now did the same. Didn't have, didn't want to pit this uh, in this last one when everybody else did. But coming from dead last, way in the back in eighth position right now is pretty good. Brad Gilly. Give you an update on the tires. Remember, Graham Rahal, shortly after he went out on red, said the right side tires were starting to delaminate on the edge just a little bit. That was the inner edge of the rights. I've walked up and down my section of pit road. Actually, Elio Castroneves, which is pitted next, uh, right next to Graham Rahal, looking at his right front, the inner edge of that one's delaminated even more. Quietly efficient day for Rena's VK, Ryan Marine. He's currently 10th. Yeah, it has been, especially when you consider the fact that when Pato Award had his spin on that first lap, it was right in front of Renus VK, and the Dutchman had to slam on the brakes. It cost him a ton of positions, dropped him well outside the top ten. Compounding that, he did not at all enjoy his time spent on the black sidewall tires, but his black stint is done. He's going to be on reds the rest of the way, and he's recovered to get himself just inside the top ten in that tenth spot. Felix Rosenquist, the pole sitter, quick update there, had the slow pit stop in addition to an ill-handling car early in the race. Reasonably Uh, pleased right now. He runs just outside the top 10 in P11. Brett McMillan. Well, they're talking to Pato Award, letting him know that everybody else is going to have to make one stop more as well. Uh, they feel like everybody's got one good set of reds as well, one sticker set of welds as the reds as they look up and down pit road. So they say, hey, look, we got a few more laps in our tires than most other guys, but we're going to be okay. The caution laps are going to help. One more stop for everybody. We're still in pretty good shape. Brad Gilly. A couple more updates here. Elio Castroneves did just come back down pit road. They did not change tires However, they did top him off with racing fuel, and I see that he does have a sticker set of red sitting in the pits. Delvin DeFrancesco, he was told once the caution came out, you are very good on fuel. You don't have to conserve like he did on the last run, but they did tell him, make sure you watch your tires. 39 laps complete next time by of the 85 to be contested, and as they work their way through what is the south short shoot of the oval, we'll ask Jake Query to give us the top 10 before they go back to green. As they work their way now, negotiating turn number 12. The pace car goes ahead and pulls onto pit road. It's Colton Herta with Alexander Rossi just behind, followed by Christian Lungard, Will Power, then Jimmy Johnson, Scott McLaughlin, Joseph Newgarden, and Pata Award, Mark. Green flag flies as they come off of turn number 14. A great jump for Colton Herta. Same for Alexander Rossi. Pretty good spacing between the front three, Michael Young, as they head to turn one. Colton Herta started ninth, and he has been the cream of the crop thus far. Two car length advantage over Alexander Rossi, but further back, it's Scott McLaughlin and Joseph Newgarden. That's the battle for that sixth position, and the teammates go at each other. Joseph Newgarden not able to gain that spot over his teammate as they make their way through turns five and six. Colton Herta, a couple 
comfortable for Carlings advantage over Rossi. It's for Carlings. Looked like it might start to shrink through the switchback as Rossi starts to charge in that Napa Auto Nation car. It'll stay at about three car lengths as they all get heavy on the brakes into turn number seven. Colton Herta leads the train through turn number eight by about three car lengths over Rossi. Another two back to third place running Christian Lungard. Herta, three car lengths as he exits uh, turn number ten. Then it's Rossi, then Lungard, then Power, then McLaughlin. Jake, this has been an interesting area, this turn on turn number 12. We've seen some passes here. Yeah, and another one that's trying to take place right now is that of Pata O'Ward, who is trying to reel in Joseph Newgarden, not able to do so off of turn number 12. But that bunch is really close right now. Talking about Jimmy Johnson, followed by McLaughlin, Newgarden, and as well Pata O'Ward. Uh, pretty good separation among the front four, but no question, Jimmy Johnson's going to have company very, very soon as Scott McLaughlin tries to track him down into turn one. This will be the battle for fifth to Carlington Advantage. Johnson breaks late. McLaughlin will stay right in his tire tracks. Joseph Newgarden will swing it wide as we have to Kumasato. He swings wide off course, and he will lose a couple of spots to Pelot and Dixon. So we'll keep an eye on that battle for that fifth position as McLaughlin is still trying to charge on Jimmy Johnson. Fresh off of his first IndyCar top five at Iowa last Sunday, Jimmy Johnson trying to stay in the top five. In fact, he's actually running down Will Power into turn number seven as Scott McLaughlin has lost it by a couple car lengths. They're trying to go three wide into turn seven at the rear of the field. Big stacked up as they try to sort things out, Kristen area at the rear of the field. Yeah, pretty good gap between third and fourth. Lungard in third, then back to power, then it's Johnson, then McLaughlin. That's how they come into turn 12. Jimmy Johnson, the interloper among that trio of Penske drivers. Right now he has Will Power in front of him. Power through turn number 13. Johnson kicks up a little dust. Then just behind him, so too, is Scott McLaughlin and Joseph Newgarden. 16th place running Marcus Eriks needs to be careful, Davey. He's in a battle right now with guys that aren't in the championship like DeFrancesco Harvey. That's right. He had a nice run on DeFrancesco. He decided to get block him and what happens? Harvey gets by him. Eilat almost gets by him. Loses a couple spots. They actually had a little bit of contact down there in turn 7 and 8, so uh, they got to be careful. Uh, again, the leaders, Herta, Rossi, Lone Guard, they'll get to home at Boulevard first and Will Power. How about that battle for 5th? Johnson, McLaughlin and company, Nick Gilman. It is tightened up through turns 5 and 6 in the switchback as Scott McLaughlin about two car lengths behind the seven-time NASCAR champ. Certainly a lot of NASCAR drivers watching on as Jimmy Johnson represents them. Down here at turn number 7, he'll hold off Scott McLaughlin once again as those two blue cars, Chris, streak their way to the S's. Yeah, then you add in Joseph Newgarden, who's got that blue and white machine. And we have a car slowing down here in front of me. And it looks like it is Colton Herta. Colton Herta is to the outside of the track, going very slow. He is well off the pace as everybody goes around him. He may not even make it to turn number 12. Alexander Rossi inherits the lead as Colton Herta comes to nearly a stop. Heading into turn number 12. Mark, the entire field has passed. Davey. It looks like just a power issue. The car looks like it completely is shut off. Very slow and unfortunate for dominating today for Colton Herta. Well, we don't want to do too much speculation, but that we can speculate that it might be electrical because if you remember, he had an engine change last weekend at Iowa. Yeah, that's right. He sure did. He is going to make it on pit lane. Don't know if he's going to make it to his pit spot. Uh, pretty Going pretty slow right now. Ah, just so unfortunate. Had some good runs going. It's going to t- for sure take him out of this championship run. Alexander Rossi inherits the lead. Lungard, power. Johnson McLaughlin to top five at the Gallagher Grand Prix with 42 laps complete. No clutch. No clutch. 
All right, can you can you keep going? Can you keep going? Try to get the pit lane if you can. Issues for your leader, Colton Hurdle. Let's get update from Pit Road's Ryan Marine. Chase leader no longer because he is stuck on the south end of the pit lane. All we've got from the team so far is that the car went into emergency mode. He could not change gears, and the team has said we can't fix it, so it is terminal. The day done early for Colton Hurdle. Brad Gilly. Well, his uh, car is sitting here, and some officials, I think, are going to push Colton Herta forward on my end of pit road. Alexander Rossi, who did inherit the race lead as a result of that, has just been pulling away. He got on the radio and just said the one thing his teammates do not want to hear, or his competitors, rather, and that is my tires feel great. Kyle Kirkwood had a little help in turn 10. Davey Hamilton, him, but he was able to keep it going. Kept it going. Looks like a little help from Elio Castro-Nevis. Just barely got it in the back of him. Turned him around. 360 kept going. Also, a little contact between Jimmy Johnson and McLaughlin. Uh, a little more between DeFrancesco and Colton Herta. He just basically pushed Colton Herta right off the racetrack. Updates from Pit Road, by the way, brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. We have reached uh, the halfway point, Davey, with Alexander Rossi. It's been a solid weekend for Rossi after a forgettable weekend in Iowa. And I said Colton Hurd, I met Connor daily. I'm sorry about that, but that's right. An unforgettable weekend for sure, Mark. Uh, so, uh, Rossi, Lundgaard, Power, McLaughlin, and Newgard the top five. VK, Rahal, Dixon, Jimmy Johnson, Pottawell Ward the top ten, and you say you saw some contact, too, with Jimmy Johnson, which uh, might have resulted in, in him losing a couple of positions. Yeah, that could have been it. They came off and gone to that home and straightaway, and McLaughlin had a nice run on him, went to pass, and just barely made contact contact with his nose wing to Jimmy Johnson's right rear tire. Doesn't look like a lot of damage or any damage to the car, other than you got to be careful it could slice the tire. Gamebridge crew now pushing Colton Herta and it is a long push. We're looking at a pretty good battle now starting to shape up. Start with fourth position, Michael Young. McLaughlin, Newgarden, Redis VK. Yeah, Scott McLaughlin has about a two-car length advantage over Joseph Newgarden, but the big gainer has been Redis VK. He's been slowly stalking the rear wing of Joseph of Newgarden, Graham Rahal right behind him. Let's go down to pit lane with Ryan Marine. Quickly getting a word with Ryan Herta. What did you hear uh, from Colton about the car? What can you tell us? Well, it looks like we lost drive somewhere in the drive shaft, drive line. We're not sure exactly what's broken yet, but uh, clearly something broke. Had a great drive going. It was amazing. Really proud of him, the whole Gal- uh, the whole uh, Gamebridge Honda, the whole team. Done a great job and, you know, qualifying didn't go our way, but, uh, you know, you lead in this race. Anytime you get a chance to lead laps in Indianapolis Motor Speedway, it's a special thing. This one, this one hurts. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously hurts plenty, and, and we can see definitively in this terminal situation, Davey, the crew went all the way down to the entrance to the pits, and they're pushing it back behind Yeah, that, by the way, he is in the second pit stall, I think. Yeah, second pit stall, so that's a long walk down there, and then to push it back down, it's just unfortunate, as Brian said. When you're leading any kind of race in this facility and, and dominating I should say. It does hurt, but it does leave the window wide open for somebody who needs a win. has been looking for a win for a long time. That's his teammate, Alexander Rossi, with a 3.3 second lead over Lungard in second. Uh, Joseph Newgarden, Rita's VK. That's the battle we've been watching for a bit now. It's the battle for the fifth position. Nick Yeoman, it pops into your view along Holland Boulevard. Yeah, Rita's VK has really come to life here in the second half of this race as he has darted around quite a few cars over the last five or six laps, and he sets his sights now on Joseph Newgarden into turn number seven. They both get on the 
brakes. Newgarden's car wiggles a little bit back on acceleration. VK just a car length behind Chris into turn 10. VK in that bright orange Ed Carpenter machine. He ducks to the outside. He's about a couple of car lengths behind Newgarden who goes to the inside of turn number 11. Newgarden has about a four to five car length advantage as they turn right. Renus VK is the youngest driver to win a major open wheel race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The road course helped him accomplish that feat. Now the feat in front of him trying to get past Joseph Newgarden, but he's got about 10 or 15 yards to make up before he can do so. And that issue, Davey, with Elio Castro Nevis, avoidable contact by race control. He has to go to the rear of the field. Yeah, boy, that's going to be painful, although it only moves him back really three spots. He's going to currently run 20th right now. Hurt and Pagano being out, so puts it back to 23rd. Sato, Harvey, that's the battle for 13th. That one tightens up into turn number one, Michael Young. Yeah, Jack Harvey's trying to gain some positions. He's been riding around Takuma Sato after Sato lost several spots for the last four laps or so. For Jack Harvey, it's just trying to get that momentum moving forward with his teammate Christian Lundgaard doing so very well. So too Graham Rahal, but he loses about four car lengths through turn six. They'll make their way down Holman Boulevard as they set up for that turn number seven as Jack Harvey really been starting to mix it up. This is, uh, again, mid-pack, hard on the brakes, back to the accelerator through the S's. Harvey by about a car length over Marcus Erickson. Jack Harvey in the high V machine. What a weekend it was. The two races uh, supporting high V in Iowa, and he makes the exit out of 10, sweeps out of turn number 11 on the right side, and he's got Sato in his view. Good-looking race car for Jack Harvey. That cherry red high V machine again. Takuma Sato was his concern, but now it might be that of that husky chocolate machine of Marcus Erickson, a fellow red and white car, right there on his rear wing through turn number 14. New Garden VK, the battle for fifth, starting to get interesting again, Michael. Indeed, Rita's VK. He's just been there, not been able to really gain any ground, at least on this end of the track. It looks like he may get it on the south end of the speedway, but every time they go through turn number four, Nick, it just looks like Joseph Newgarden gets a good launch. This time he got about five car lengths. BK's car looks a little bit faster on the uh, straightaways, and you're right. Newgarden's car seems to be handling the slower corners a little bit better. VK closes to within two car lengths in turn seven. Newgarden on the accelerator, using up the blue and white curving that matches his car through turn nine. He'll hold them off again, Chris, into ten. Yeah, they're well behind the top two cars in Rossi and Lungar. Then it's Power, McLaughlin, and Newgarden, who has a couple of car lengths lead on VK. Battle for fifth. Joseph Newgarden currently runs in that position. Renus VK would like to get there, but again, VK not able to make up any ground as they work their way between 13 and 14. And Michael Young, he's not in danger of pulling up on Alexander Rossi, and he's really not under attack from Will Power, but the, let's talk a little bit about Christian Lungard, how smooth he looks running in second place at the North End. You think about what this young man has done. Came here for the first time last year, qualified fourth. He qualified eighth in the fall and then qualified sixth today. Nick Christian Lungard, and concerning the, the, the perils that this Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team has been facing this year, what a great run for that young man. Yeah, it's a nice turnaround for this organization as uh, they did not have anything to write home about in the first half of the season. He's kind of put a stranglehold on this rookie battle as really everyone's kind of had uh, struggles here or there, but Christian Lungard having a career day right now, Kristen Arian second. Yeah, just 20 years old. He is exiting turn number 
10, now turn 11. It's a right-hander on to the short shoot here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the south side. Jake, he has gained some ground on Alexander Rossi. Yeah, still some ground to make up, but this is the racetrack, keep in mind, where Christian Lungard essentially introduced himself to the NTT IndyCar Series, making his debut here. He was impressive in his rookie campaign, running in second right now. Uh, we just saw Jimmy Johnson go by on pit road. Brent McMillan, you were a lot closer to it. Yeah, he came in, uh, opened the window on this possible final round of pit stops. He put on the black primary tires. No other adjustments as he hits the track again. Uh, Will Power maybe not as comfortable as he once was in that third position, Michael Young. Four and five. They're all Team Penske. It's Power in third, McLaughlin in fourth, and Joseph Newgarden in fifth. Boy, Scott McLaughlin had a nice run coming down that front straightaway, but Will Power is getting the better of him through turns four, five, and six. Power, 10 car length advantage. The captain, Roger Penske, has watched that trio from the 11th floor up here. He owns the place. I suppose he can watch from there if he wants, but all three of those drivers uh, right in line through turn number seven. Will Power by about two car lengths over Scott McLaughlin. Another four back to Newgarden as they snake their way through the S's. Yeah, McLaughlin really gaining some ground on his teammate Power as they make the right-hander. They exit turn number 10. Now the right-hander in 11. About a seven to eight car length lead, but again, right now you have to hit the brakes. This is where you can gain some time. Nick had mentioned Roger Penske owns the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. For all intent and purposes, Will Power has owned the road course. Gets just a little bit loose off of turn number 13. That allowed McLaughlin just a slight hiccup to make up. Will Power back on the 14. Driver's starting to trickle on the pit road, Brad Gilly. Kyle Kirkwood was the first one to come in. He had a bit of a slow pit stop due to some miscommunication. They dropped his car and he started gassing it. It looked like it wasn't in gear, but once he pulled away, he said, I thought you said no, 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 instead of go, go, go. Could be worse for Marcus Erickson, Davey Hamilton. He started rear of the rear of the field at 25th, in fact, and he has worked his way up to 13th. He's worked his way up, not where he wants to be, but the great thing for him, still 11-point lead. I'm sorry, he's, he's in second that championship, but right there, real power. If he continues to stay in that third position, he only Erickson moves uh, second in the championship, 11 points back. I mean, through the top six, Alex Pelot's only 50 points back. I know, it's, it's amazing, right? I mean, 50 points back, as you said, McLaughlin only 81, and right Right now running that fourth position, still definitely in contention for the championship. It's going to go right down to the wire, no question about it. We've had five lead changes. That means five race leaders, and we've had just a couple of caution periods, the most we've ever had here. Yeah, that's right. We Hopefully we can go on. I mean, this race right now has tightened back up, and we'll see some passing throughout. Pits, there's going to be another round of pit stops for sure. And another thing on our manufacturers, Honda's gaining a little bit of ground, 999 to 1,086. It was over 100 points. Lead and they're trying to narrow that up. 54 laps complete. Newgarden VK, the battle for fifth. Michael starting to get interesting again. Again, Joseph Newgarden controls this corner portion down these four or five turns at the north end of the speedway. And then it seems like Renis VK can really get the jump when they go down Holman Boulevard this time through. Joseph Newgarden negotiates turn number four. He's back into that throttle. Really bust out a nice lead. Ten car lengths between he and VK. Rossi uh, leads through turns eight and nine, but it is the battle for fifth. We're keeping an eye on Joseph Newgarden. He'll get down to turn seven, about four car lengths over that bright orange car of Renus VK. VK through the S's. Chris, he'll see the spot where he saw a good Indy 500 win go away in turn two on the oval. Still trying to make up for that running down Newgarden. And then go back to uh, the seventh position. Pretty good run now for Graham Rahal. He started 17th in the green and white one cure Honda. He's in seventh, Jake, and he's got VK in his sights. Yeah, he is indeed trying 
to keep VK right there in sight. Matter of fact, as VK starts to close in on Newgarden, that allows Ray Hall to get a really good look at it. All three of them now work their way back onto the main street. 85 laps to be contested in this Gallagher Grand Prix. 54 laps complete. Alexander Rossi, your leader. Newgarden is second. Power is third. McLaughlin fourth. Joseph Newgarden is fifth. VK, Ray Hall, Dixon, Fellow, Rosenquist through 10th, Award, Sato, Erickson, Harvey, and Eilat through 15th. Lucas 16th, 17th, Daly, 18th, DeFrancesco, 19th, Rojak, 20th, Kellett, 21st, Elio Castro-Nevis, 22nd, Jimmy Johnson, 23rd, Kyle Kirkwood, 24th, Colton Herta, and 25th, Simon Pagino, Brad Gilly. Couple of updates from race leader Alexander Rossi. First of all, on the in-car radio, he's actually having some trouble hearing one of his spotters out there on the racetrack. That's just a minor frustration for him because the bigger frustration is that he feels a front vibration in the race car right now, and that's what's going on with race leader Alexander Rossi. Alexander Rossi has led 13 laps on the day in the Gallagher Grand Prix. Yeses are quite tricky. I think uh, it, it's a track which is easy to be quick on. It's easy for me to say. But uh, no, I think it's, it's a track that's easy to get into a certain window where it's quite tough to get the last bit out of it, if that makes sense. You know, like to gain that last bit that, that makes the difference. Which I think it's also why you kind of see the same drivers quite quick here. I know that Jack Harvey's got a quite good uh, record around here. And also Renus uh, and, and Roman coming over. But I guess that, that kind of makes sense when it's very European. It's a kind of smooth and easy track, uh, considering. Uh, Christian Lundgaard said it, it's easy for him to say that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty easy place. Yeah. He's making it look easy today. I know he's running feet, too, but boy, he looks strong. And when he shows up in his first time here, he just, like, went right to the top of the charts. And, and so, for, you know, coming from Europe, these tracks are more uh, what he's accustomed to than, than some of the other tracks we go to, like the Middle Isles and, and, and some of the short uh, street courses. So, uh, obviously, he got into this on this racetrack and was quick, uh, very, very fast. Uh, so now, Dave. We see Lungard four seconds behind Alexander Rossi. Power seven seconds back in third. McLaughlin 13 seconds back in the leader. 15 seconds back in Joseph Newgard. Bottom line is now, with uh, with stops looming right around the corner, timing's going to be everything. Yeah, stops are going to be coming up, especially power. He'll be the first one to come in. Has a little less fuel, a little more laps on those tires than anybody else. But right now, looking at lap times, Rossi continues to be about a tenth of a lap quicker than Lungard in second. Power in third, he's quite a ways back. Lungard four seconds back. Power about 11 seconds back, so he is conserving some fuel to make sure he can make it on one more stop. Uh, we thought that uh, Will Power might be in some jeopardy in that third position, but that he looks pretty comfortable, as does Scott McLaughlin. Joseph Newgarden suddenly has some breathing room, Michael Young, as they head to turn one. Yeah, Joseph just seems to be good in these uh, opening couple of corners as he's able to gap himself over Renus VK. This is the battle for that fifth position. VK gets those left sides onto that curbing at the exit of turn number two, and that makes him bobble ever so slightly. He'll lose a little more ground, although I have to give Renus some credit. Last time by it was Ted Carlakes. Nick, he's got it down to about eight. Yeah, it's got to bounce back and forth, right, from looking like it'll be about a one lap to Joseph 
Joseph stretching it out a little bit more the following lap with Graham Rahal right there in tow watching those two as they kind of snake their way through the S's. It's still Newgarden by three car lengths over the Dutchman VK. Yeah, Newgarden will make that right-hand turn out of 10. They go really wide out to the rumble strips and then come right back to the inside of the track as they go through turn 11 onto the oval here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and Jake right back into the infield. That final little kink, if you will, that is 12-13, this group that we're talking about, talking about McLaughlin, then separation to Newgarden and BK, they were just entering this area of the racetrack when the leader, Alexander Rossi, had already set sail through 14 back on the main street. No takers yet, Ryan Marine, but you say the energy level's going up a bit on pit road. Uh, we see Will Power actually making his way this way, I believe, right now. He's come in my direction. We'll see Rena's VK in this section here as well. Final pit stop of the day for Will Power right on the cutting edge of that fuel window. Off go a set of reds. It's a set of sticker reds to the end. Little hang up on the left rear, but they were still waiting on the fuel anyway. A nice stop right around seven seconds. It'll be sticker reds for Rena's VK when he comes in too. Brett McMillan. Scott Dixon has come and gone. He got reds on and you got a four-tire change and he is headed back out. Also in Pato Award has gotten his last set of reds on. He is headed back out. Also, Takuma Soda, he got a, a half-pressure, air-pressure adjustment in the left front. Reds for him as well. Flipped out right in front of Callum Eilat, Dave. Yeah, Eilat made their, his final stop, too, right behind Sato. So right now, that's going to be, now it's going to cycle out. We're going to see the leaders. I think Rossi, Lungard, McLaughlin, Newgarden, and VK. Ray Hall and Flo actually, within the next five laps. Yeah, I think uh, maybe Joseph Newgarden a little quicker than that because uh, they're pitted right below us. Connor Daly right behind him. And, and all of those guys are grabbing tires and they're grabbing equipment, Brad Gilly. Here comes Graham Ray Hall. He is in for what should be his final stop. He's going to get scuff reds and he's going to have to wait on the fuel as they're going to top him off. So we see Joseph Newgarden in that PPG car heading to pit road, Ryan Marine. There he comes to the attention of his crew. He's got to go around the crew of Connor Daly, who pulled the tire out of the way to make it just that little bit easier for Joseph Newgarden. A very nice stop. The Speedway fuel is in in less than seven seconds. Brett McMillan. David Malukas is in. They give a little tug on the rear wing. Also four red for him as well. Also coming in, we're expecting Newgarden at any moment. His crew is ready with the red tires ready to go. Brad Delvin DiFrancesco just came in. He's pretty happy with the handling of his race car. The team has been really happy with both his fuel and tire management. And right now it looks like Alexander Rossi is going to be coming in. In fact, he does come onto the pit road. He'll come in for his final service. As we mentioned, he had a little bit of vibration on the front, was having some trouble hearing one of his spotters there on the Holman section of the road course, but he's going to get scuff reds. Uh, let's go to Brett McMillan. And Jimmy Johnson's back in, and they're putting the reds on this time for the final run. Also in Ludgard, as we talked about, they put the reds on, holding him now for filling up a total fuel as he heads back out. Uh, there's no question, Davey Hamilton, that uh, uh, I think Ed Carpenter is going to have a staff meeting, going to talk about uh, Connor Daly's pit crew and some of the issues they've had. Yeah, just some problems in that pit. Uh, not standard. Obviously, he stalled the first one, but this second stop, just a little bit too slow. Ryan Marine. Rapid final stop for Scott McLaughlin. Just a shade over seven seconds. They take a set of uh, heavily used red tires off of that car, and it's reds to go the distance for Scott. Brett McMillan. Smooth top for Marcus Erickson. Four reds go on. Full fuel. He 
Yeah, that's back out. Uh, a couple of guys that have had quietly efficient days, Davey. It, it, we talked about Reeves VK a little bit, but Graham Rahal as well. Yeah, that's right. Graham Rahal slowly. We know that he usually drives races really good. His cars are good during the race. Struggle qualifying. Now his teammates running third right now. As it all cycles out, he may still be at third, but we'll see if McLaughlin stays ahead of him. But Rahal right now in that 11th position should be able to get that top 10 fairly easy before it's all over. And we are just about ready to compete uh, to complete 62 laps. And uh, again, timing so very, very important in terms of where you come on to pit road as compared to those chasing. Yeah, that's right. So it's all about that. That's exactly when you come on and make sure you don't get hung out and everybody decided, hey, we're going to take a long stint. They're going to go a long ways on this last load of fuel, but they felt they had to just to make sure that they don't, a yellow didn't come out and leave them out hung out. Rossi, McLaughlin, Lungard, Rosenquist, and Castro Nevis, the top five. Power, Erickson, Newgarden, VK, and Kellen, the top ten with 61 laps complete here at the Gallagher Grand Prix. Today's race is brought to you by Coors Light, the official beer of the NTT IndyCar Series. Borg Warner, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by Speedway, official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Uh, things going well for Alexander Rossi. He's led 23 laps, just about ready to complete uh, 65 of the 85 to be contested. Rossi, Lungard, Power, McLaughlin, Newgard, top five. Then VK, Ray Hall, Dixon, Rosenquist, and Pelot. Throughout the course of the season, Jake Query has gotten us up close and personal with the drivers uh, in the NTT IndyCar Series, finding out some interesting facts about them and the things that they enjoy when they're not at the racetrack. It's called the Hot Lap. And he talked with Roman Grosjean. The hot lap is with driver Roman Grosjean, who joins us here. And a couple of quick questions to get to know you a little bit, right? Uh, the first is this. People think of the fact, because you're French, and I think to myself, oh, France has the most wonderful food in the world. But outside of French food, what do you like to eat? Pretty much everything. Really, uh, uh, I mean, I love cooking. Uh, I made a cookbook some years ago with my wife. But uh, if I had to choose a second favorite one, it would be probably Thai, Thai, Thai food, uh, Asian part, um, yeah. Now, you said uh, your wife. You were obviously married. Uh, how did you meet your wife? So the first time I met her, I was 19, and she was a TV journalist in France, and I was only a small racing driver, uh, actually racing for Switzerland at the time. And uh, one of my friends uh, had a phone number, and I was quite jealous of that. And then eventually in 2008, after the Monaco Grand Prix, I was in, in Formula 2 at the time, and Marion, my wife, had to come and film it for some reason, and then I was flying back to Paris um, that evening, and I tried to invite her to get a drink, which she never accepted unless a third friend would come. So it wasn't a date. <laughs> there you go. All and right. six months later, eventually, I managed to um, to get her to, you know, come with me and, 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 you know, start dating me. So perseverance has gotten you a racing career and a wife, right? Yes, very true. All I never right. thought of it, but yes. By the way, your hot lap is complete. 
Uh, good stuff. Roman Grosjean currently running in the 19th position, and it does appear as though, Davey, that things have calmed a little bit in that camp, and it, it, at least as they pertain to him. He's yeah, that's right. Pressure, criticism there for a while. Yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, early in the season, we just seen the speed that he had, and I think he had such high expectations coming over to that Andretti camp, and the results just weren't there. i seen him making a lot of mistakes, spinning out, even in practice of just not doing what we thought that he would do or, or he expected of himself. But right now, you know, he's not making the mistakes. Right now, he doesn't have the speed. His teammate, Rossi, leading this race right now. Grosjean actually in the 19th position. Had a little problem in the pit early on. But right now, Rossi with a 2.79 second lead out of that Andretti camp uh, leading on guard. Uh, 67 laps complete next time by Rossi. Had a comfortable lead of a little over four seconds, but Christian Lungard, a well-timed pit stop, Davey. Lungard was able to shave some time off of that lead during those rounds of stops. Yeah, and what happened is Rossi actually had a right rear stumble. The right rear tire changer uh, looked like he stumbled with a right rear nut somewhat, and it took him just that extra couple seconds. Obviously got the wheel on properly, but held him up in the pitch just oh so slightly. And it looks like Jimmy Johnson, who's currently running 23rd, Michael Young, Alexander Rossi pulls up on him into turn one. And I didn't think Jimmy Johnson was going to give up the ghost that easily. Jimmy Johnson was about five car lengths ahead of Alexander Rossi last time around, and Rossi dispatched of Jimmy Johnson, but now Christian Lungard about 25 car lengths, just a couple of seconds behind, so Lungard has a lot of ground now to make up. Got Jimmy Johnson in contention early, but maybe the pit strategy just didn't match up for him. Yeah, it just didn't match up. Took a little bit of a gamble, and I think the yellow, he needed one to come out throughout this event, but not the timing. The timing wasn't right for him. He did find himself in that top five for a while. And the impressive part, I continue to say, I know that right now he's in that 23rd position, not really running that good. But he had some lap times when he was up in that top five that were equal or better than some of the other guys in the top five. So he's definitely, uh, you know, one of the better races he's had as far as speed's concerned. I'm sure that Will Power would prefer not to be nine seconds behind Christian Lungard. But again, this is one of those instances, David, where you don't have the car to win. Uh, you're solidly on the podium unless your teammate Scott McLaughlin or Joseph Dugard decides otherwise. But all in all, this is the kind of run for Will Power that could lead to a championship. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and look at the times right now. You see Rossi, he's about a tenth quicker than Lungard in second. But then Power, he is actually a little bit faster, just about a tenth quicker than Lungard, slowly catch him. But it's still a tenth quicker than his teammate behind him. So Power is in a good position for that third spot right now. It will, it will shoot him to the top of the points championship. So right now, just take what he can get. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's about 17 laps to go, Nick Yeoman, and I think McLaughlin's coming up on Will Power onto Holman Boulevard. Yeah, they'll make their way down that uh, long straightaway that cuts this racetrack in half. The advantage for Will Power over his teammate Scott McLaughlin. Called about seven car lengths. Power on the brakes first, and that red and black Verizon Chevrolet. Chris, he'll lead them through the S's, about four car lengths. Yeah, and then it's Will back to Joseph Newgard. He is just starting the S's. These two, Power and McLaughlin, are leaving the S's. They make the right-hand turn out of 10, the right-hand turn out of 11. About a 10-car length advantage for Will Power. So watching them right now, Will Power entering turn number 12. Very good line for him. Then you wait just a little bit, and right behind him is Scott McLaughlin. McLaughlin starting to really distance things out now from his teammate, Joseph Newgard. And you know McLaughlin is going to push, because right now he is in seventh place. He is 81 points back, and Michael, every position 
means precious points. And he keeps to the, the throttle down as he enters turn number one. He will break a little bit later than his teammate Will Power. That will allow him to close down a couple of car lengths. Will bobbles ever so slightly, but then Power gets the advantage. We'll remind you, Kristen Lundgaard, last time by, got around Jimmy Johnson, so that battle between one and two now open track between those two drivers. And Will Power about eight car lengths in that third-place position over McLaughlin for fourth. Yeah, it's still about a football field and a half between the race leader Alexander Rossi and Kristen Lundgaard. The battle is indeed for third. And we talk about that championship hunt, the reality, Kristen Airy, just four races left. So Scott McLaughlin's got to get on it. He chases Will Power into 10. Yeah, he's in that bright blue machine trying to chase down the Verizon teammate in Will Power. Power to the outside of the track, cuts back to the inside. The hard right-hand turn sweeps to turn number 12. About a seven-car length advantage in third. It's interesting. When they come off of the oval, they are in a sun-drenched area. Then it's cloud cover that Will Power is underneath right now. Then that turn number 14 back underneath the sun. It glistens off that Verizon machine. Will Power back onto the main street. Uh, Jack Harvey just lost a 16th spot to Connor Daly. But Davey, other than he, second place running Christian Lundgaard. And uh, seventh place running Graham Rahal. Been a good day for that team. Yeah, that, exactly right. I mean, we, we've seen uh, Harvey. He has been back and forth and struggling just a little bit. But hats off to, to that team in general. And Lugard runs second and Rahal seventh. That is a huge victory for that team, showing that they can be up front. They have a, a lot of sponsors. are building a, new, a, a fabulous new shop here in Indianapolis. They are here to say, obviously, but they wanted results, and that looks like they're coming. Uh, lead grows to 3.6 seconds for Alex. Alexander Rossi over Christian Lundgaard. Power, McLaughlin, Newgard, the top five. BK, Ray Hall, Dixon, Rosenquist, and Pillow, the top ten. 11th, Marcus Erickson, 12th, Pato Award. 13th, Callum Eilat, 14th, Takuba Sato. 15th, David Malukas, 16th, Connor Daly. 17th, Harvey, 18th, DeFrancesco. 19th, Roman Grosjean, 20th, Elio Castroneves. 21st, Kyle Kirkwood, 22nd, Colton Kellett. 23rd, Jimmy Johnson, out of the race in 24th, Colton Herta, and out of the race in 25th, Simon Pagino. Again, 71 laps complete of the 85 of the Gallagher Grand Prix. We pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is IndyCar Radio. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the NTT IndyCar Series on stations all across the USA, including WIXC in Orlando, Florida, WKGA in Goodwater, Alabama, and WUME in Paoli, Indiana. Mark James, uh, Davey Hamilton taking you through the final 12 laps or so. And uh, I, I know that uh, he reached the pinnacle of his profession when he won the 100th Indianapolis 500. And he's won a few races since then for sure and is typically in contention week in and week out. But, uh, boy, with everything that he has battled, he has come oh so close so many times over the past couple of years. I I can imagine it'll be a very happy Alexander Rossi if he's able to hold on. Yeah, I feel that he really has this race under control right now. Once the Colton Herta went out, it put him really in control. And, and you're exactly right. It's been a long time since we've seen him in victory lane. And now, you know, making that announcement that he's switching teams, going from Andretti to that McLaren team, um, he, he wanted to show that he's a winner, and that's the reason that uh, McLaren wanted him over there. So, uh, I, I 4.17 second lead over Lungard. Lungard has a 10 second lead over Power right now. So, the front of the, this field stretched out, but still some racing back throughout. Uh, Brad Gilley is connected to the proceedings involving Alexander Rossi. He might be happy in victory lane if he gets there, but maybe not so. 
much now, Brad? Yeah, he's got a little roadblock in front of him, and that would be the number four car of Dalton Kellett. About a half a lap ago, Rossi hopped on the radio and just said, tell that guy to move. The spotter said we're working on it, but Kellett is not moving, and Rossi is very frustrated that he's holding him up. How about it, Nick Gilman? Yeah, down into turn number seven, Rossi uh, charges in. He closes to within a couple car lengths of Dalton Kellett, still not able to get around. And slowly but surely, Cristaneri, that uh, gap back to second place running Christian Lungard is starting to shrink. Yeah, because it's a wide-open track if Rossi can get past Kellett as they exit turn number 11, that right-hander, to turn 12. Dalton Kellett went just a little bit high into turn number 12. Rossi not able to close the gap enough to get past him. They work their way now around turn 13. And Mark, you might be right. Don't look now, but this has allowed Christian Lundgaard to at least get within the same area code of Alexander Rossi. That explains Rossi's frustration. He knows, huh, Davey? Absolutely he knows, and that's where Rossi, I think, is going to have a run on him going down to turn one, goes underneath. No, he's not going to be able to make it. Meanwhile, Lungard is closing that gap up 2.7 seconds now. Michael Young, how about in turn three? Well, Dalton Kellett, he'll take the inside line and will not allow Alexander Rossi an opportunity to get that preferred line to get some momentum. Let's see how Kellett launches out of turn five and six. Rossi has a nice launch. Nick, he may get him down in seven. He closes within a car length. Rossi, will he go left or right? He'll go left which will give him the inside advantage. The gap back to second place running Christian Lungard is still about 15 car lengths, but Rossi has cleared the lap car of Dalton Kellett. Chris, he can set sail out of turn 10. Yeah, that's exactly what he needed. He has a clear track in front of him. He has Kyle Kirkwood, who is now exiting turn number 12, but a lot of room now for Alexander Rossi once he cleared Kellett. So will Kellett now narrow the track for Christian Lungard like he did for Alexander Rossi? That is the question. The interesting thing is he right now finds himself about eight car lengths behind Dalton Kellett. Kellett now is about eight behind Alexander Ross. A little frustrating, David, after work that hard to get behind and get around a guy that's running 20 seconds. Yeah, fortunately, that's right. It is very frustrating. Hopefully that he'll be a little nicer to Lungard uh, getting by. Right now that lead is 2.3 seconds, almost cut it in half for Rossi, but still commanding lead. And, and Rossi does have a lot of free, clean racetrack up front. I really don't see him in the nine laps left catching anybody else to have to lap. Nine laps to go and a ton of separation. The, the one that we're looking at that could get interesting toward the last handful of laps, Michael Young, is that battle for six. Redis VK and Graham Rahal. Yeah, Redis VK has about a four-car length advantage over Graham Rahal. Graham has slowly been closing in. Joseph Newgarden and Redis had that battle for the longest time, but Newgarden able to gap himself by at least a second and a half. It's Graham Rahal about eight car lengths behind Redis VK. VK through the switchback has about a seven-car length advantage over Graham Rahal. He's got that bright orange bit Nile car planted right in the middle of the racetrack, moves it over towards the left to get through turn number seven. He'll hold off Graham Rahal, but again, best battle on the racetrack, and they're separated by about four car lengths. Yeah, really good day for Rahal, Letterman, Landing, and Racing. You've got Lungard in second, Graham Rahal in seventh, so a pair of top tens right now. Rahal would like to gain some ground on VK, who has him uh, by a few car lengths in sixth. Yeah, VK has a good line through turn number 12. Graham Rahal starts to shrink it a little bit into 13, but then VK, who got just a little bit loose off of 13, able to still keep a fairly comfortable advantage over that one-tier machine of Graham Rahal. Davey, as well as they qualified, uh, the race has not gone quite as planned for Felix Rosenquist and Pato Award. Uh, they're, they're currently ninth and 12th, respectively. Yeah, that's right. And Pato Award, we know what happened there. That very first lap incident again turned around and going dead last, but Rosenquist just 
course, the car hasn't been behaving like he hoped throughout the race. Good qualifying setup, not so good of a race setup. Finds himself in ninth, as you said. Right now, you look at the points championship for Pato Award. Still in the game, though. Fifth place in the points, 46 back. But unfortunate run for Rosenquist. We really thought he had something to stay up there. Right now, he's behind Dixon in front of Polo and Erickson, but just not quite enough to be in that top, on that podium. Don't know that this is enough to get uh, Alexander Rossi back into the conversation in terms of that championship. He'll still be over 110 points back, but he's in eighth, and it's important to be inside of that top ten when the season's over. Yeah, that's right. You always want to be in the top ten no matter what, that's, and that's exactly right. Right now, 113 back. And the way I look at it, there's six guys after this race. If it was the end right now, there's only six guys that I feel that are really capable of winning that championship, and that's Pelot would be that sixth and final one award. Dixon, Newgarden, Erickson, and Power. I, I take McLaughlin out of it. 81 points back with only 44 races left. Just don't think he can make up that much time. Scott Dixon's been hanging around in the top ten all day today. Yeah, he has. You know, that's Scott. We haven't really talked about it much. We've seen that he didn't start really where he needed to. He's top eight right now or in that eighth position. Found himself back in that 17th, 18th position for a long time today. They did a little different strategy. Pretty straightforward, but just maybe made some time up on undercutting and coming in just a little bit early. Finds himself right behind Graham Rahal. Seven laps to go. Rossi is your leader over Christian Lundgaard. It's uh, Power, McLaughlin, and uh, Newgard in the top five. BK, Rahal, Dixon, Rosenquist, and Pelot through 10th. 11th is Erickson. 12th is Pato Award. 13th, Eilat. 14th, Malukas. 15th, Sato. Daly's 16th, Grosjean 17th, Elio is 18th, DeFrancesco is 19th, Jack Harvey is a 20th, Dalton Keller the lap down in 21st, Jimmy Johnson is currently shown in 22nd, Kyle Kirkwood 23rd, uh, let's see, Colton Hurt in 24th out of the race, same for Simon Pagino, he went out of 45 laps, Pagino will finish uh, 25th uh, today. So Marcus Erickson, as we mentioned, Davey, he started uh, at the rear of the field in the 25th position. Uh, because of the fact only a couple of cautions and they weren't well-timed for him. But all in all, he's knocking on the top ten. He's knocking on the top ten and keeping himself in contention. He's lost some points right now. He's in second still leading. Powers that uh, the guy he'll be chasing. But a really good run. I mean, when you're that far back, with this field as competitive as it is, that you come from 25th to 11th and potentially the top ten, he's only a few seconds behind his teammate, Alex Pelot, who's also running for a championship. Um, you know, that's a good run for the day. Uh, who knows what would have happened for Connor Daly if it weren't for the two bobbles on pit road by the crew, but I think it, it, the fact that he had pace and he's learned to qualify so well here on the road course at the Speedway and with what Rita's VK has done currently running sixth, all in all, I think Ed's got to be pretty happy. Yeah, no, that w- that's also another strong run. I mean, VK thought he had a little bit more for qualifying, said his car felt good. They thought the same thing when they were at uh, Iowa last week, qualified pretty well, but then fell back. But this is just the opposite. Didn't have the best qualifying run, but continuing to work their way up front. As you said, Connor Daly, he's in that 16th position, but with two pit stops, very marginal. One, him stalling. The next one, just a little slowness from the crew. Um, didn't do him any favors at all. I think it's a long race, and you think you got a lot of time, and now all of a sudden there's just five laps. I know. Left. It seemed like it took a while for this thing to get going and, and the laps to count down. But as you said, it's gone by fast, five to go. Uh, Rossi has uh, stretched his lead back out to that 4.1 seconds, but Newgard has a huge lead, almost 11 seconds over Will Power. And Power, though, get pressure from his teammate McLaughlin for that for that third spot. Michael Young? 
I was just watching Alexander Rossi in the north end, or excuse me, the south end, guys. He may have made contact with that wall, so let's keep an eye and see if Christian Lundgaard can close back in. Davey? Well, I, we're trying to look at a replay right now. I didn't catch that, but it does look like on the side, the red sidewall tires, there might be a little scuff on that right front tire. Can't really see it. We're watching maybe a replay, or I don't know if it's live right now or what, but right now, he's still clean and green with a huge lead. Four laps to go. Brad Gilly, did, did, did he get any response from his pit box? None whatsoever, in fact. I was even watching on the big screen TVs here at the racetrack, and it looked like there was a little bit of smoke coming from the back of his car. But over the last several laps, all he's been given is the gap between Rossi and Lungard. And right now, it's about 4.2 seconds, and they're counting down the laps. More on Lungard from Brett McMillan. Well, they haven't said anything to Lungard about uh, the possibility that Rossi hit the wall. What they have said to him is just worry about the long game right now. We'll just keep an eye out behind you. Make sure power doesn't close in. We want to make sure the long game is what we're winning right now. Uh, I know Penske Racing with their history, Davey, not into Boyle victories, but let's face it, most race weekends they've had one, maybe two guys with strong runs, and uh, the third driver has struggled. They're currently running third, fourth, and fifth. I think all in all, this is, as a team, one of their strongest performances collectively of the year. That's right. We see teams, like we even did last week with Ed, they finished, but it was 13th, 14th, 15th with their three-car team, but you're right. When you finish third, fourth, and fifth with a team like that, knowing those cars are pretty much identical, and if you look at the gap between them, there's only two seconds between third running power and fifth running New Garden, so they're right next to each other, obviously doing a good job, and that uh, that is a victory. Uh, so uh, a, a little deeper in the field, the 28th and the 20th, uh, it got uh, in pretty close contact. That's Roman Grosjean and Connor Daly. And uh, Daly was ordered to give up one position for blocking. Yeah, well, we just seen a tweet out that Connor Daly, he feels like the Francesco should be kicked out of the series because he doesn't know how to drive. And I don't know what happened with Daly and Grosjean, but he got in a little trouble himself. But uh, I do know that uh, De Francesco did definitely push Connor off the racetrack. Yeah, there have been a couple of close calls throughout the course of this race and some incidents. But uh, by and large, Davey, uh, it's been a pretty clean event. Yeah, very clean event. Really, the only issues we had, you know, Simon lost power in his car, and, and Colton Herta, no yellow came out for Colton, and just unfortunate that something, as his dad said, in the drivetrain failed, and, and he couldn't go anymore with a dominant lead on this race. And uh, but the, good, the only good news about that whole thing, Andretti still looks good. That was Andretti first and second, still leaves Rossi in the lead. Uh, so Alexander Rossi, Christian Lungard, Will Power, McLaughlin, and Newgarden are the top five. Then it's VK, Ray Hall, Dixon, Felix Rosenquist, and Alex Pillow, and Michael Young. Two laps to go for Alexander Rossi as he has to turn one. Well, what potentially looked like a p- contact with the wall, he looks like no harm, no foul as Alexander Rossi cruises through turn number one as just now Christian Lugard enters that turn number one complex. Already Alexander Rossi setting up for turn number four. Nick Yeoman, this has been quite a day. He said he had to win this race weekend, and he's putting on a show. Yeah, two bits of good news for Alexander Rossi. One, it appears he is pulling away from Christian Lundgaard. It's about 25 car lengths down Holman Boulevard. The even better news is he looks out of that arrow screen, Kristen Airy, and there's not a lot of lap traffic in front of him as Alexander Rossi is a lap and a half away. Yeah, it's a wide open track. They really take their time. Now, all the cars out of turn 10. A little bit of a wobble from Rossi. It's gotten very uh, grippy down there, and now the right-hand turn on 12 for Rossi. Alexander Rossi knows that 
three men in the NTT IndyCar Series have won in Indianapolis on the oval and the road course. He is trying to become the first American to do it. Off of turn number 14, Mark, he's got just over about two miles to go if he wants to accomplish the feat. Seven career wins coming into the season. The white flag is out for Alexander Rossi as he heads to turn one. Well, the drought in Alexander Rossi's career resembles that of his home state of California, but that drought about to end the last time he stepped on the top podium of the, the top step of the podium. That rarefied air was June 23rd, Nick Gilman of 2019 at Road America. It looks like Alexander Rossi may bring it home with a victory today. 1,133 days ago, Michael, to be exact, and 49 IndyCar races without a race win for a driver that everyone looked at as maybe a future champion. It has not been a good last three years for Alexander Rossi, but he's a half a lap away, Kristen Airy, from finally checking that box and getting back to victory lane. Two wins back in 2019, and as everybody said, winless since. For the final time in front of me, the Napa machine. Alexander Rossi to turn number 12. The racetrack where he introduced himself for the 100th running of the Indianapolis 500. The fans start to cover their feet off of turn number 13 comes Alexander Rossi. Mark James help bring home Alexander Rossi onto the main straightaway. Select company being a champion at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Indy 500. Add a champion on the road course to the resume as Alexander Rossi sees the twin checkered flag and he wins the Gallagher Grand Prix. Christian Lungard, a tremendous run for Christian Lungard and that race team. He comes across the start-finish line in second. Will Power grabs third. Scott McLaughlin fourth. Joseph Newgarden finishes fifth. From a manufacturer's standpoint, nice bounce back for Honda, Davey. Uh, they grab the top two spots. Next four go to Chevy. Next couple go to Honda and Felix Rosenquist. Alex Pelos split ninth and tenth for those manufacturers. Yeah, creeping up on it. Still a long ways out. 1,086 for Chevrolet. 999 for Honda. With only four races left. It's going to be tough to catch that bow tie for the for the manufacturer championship. Uh, came up through F2. Christian Lungard, best run for him in the NTT IndyCar Series. Excited to hear from him. Uh, what a great job he did, and that team is getting stronger and stronger. His teammate, Graham Rahal, he ends up in that seventh position, so great day for that entire team. Uh, over three years it's been since Alexander Rossi got to victory lane. When did we ever think that would happen? Yeah, no, I mean, as we, as Nick talked earlier, we thought he was the guy that was going to win all the time and a lot, and then that, that dry spell for three years, and now switching teams, he finally gets back on the top step of that podium, and then Will Power, don't forget about him, going to the back of the pack, having that issue early on, making an early pit stop, it all worked out for him to round out that uh, top three. I can't say enough about Marcus Erickson and how he minimized the damage starting 25th. I mean, I know he's not happy about trailing uh, Will Power right now, but he's only nine points back, and he's he's going back to a place that he won next week. Yeah, that's right. And one, one thing about Marcus Erickson, we didn't, we wouldn't even probably brought up his name today because he was just kind of there all day long, but we brought his name up because he's now second in the championship instead of first and in the, in the contention. But you're right. Remember last year, went for a flyer on a yellow flag thought about tip the car over backwards, comes back on the ground, stays together, ends up winning at the Music City in Nashville. So uh, Erickson's still heavy, heavy uh, contender to win this championship. Well, I say for he and Pato Award, they're the ones I think with quote unquote the most pressure because everyone around them has already won a championship. It's already won a championship. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Pelot, uh, I think it ends there. First place power, Erickson, Newgarden, Dixon Award, and Pelot, as you just said, there's one of those six I think are going to be our champion, Mark. Uh, well, as we said, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lennon. 
Michigan Racing with a good day, but a good day for Penske Racing as well. Uh, Christian Lungard finishes second. Will Power finishes third. Let's go to Brad Gilly. Will Power, third place finisher here on the Indy Road Course after so many wins on this racetrack. Will, can you just tell us about how this day went? What more you might need? Uh, yeah, it was, man, crazy start. Pretty uh, questionable driving there at the beginning, but... Um, uh, yeah, great recovery for us. Kept out of trouble and then was able to get another. I think we're third. We're third. Yeah, third. <laughs> what a day. What a day for willpower. Uh, it was a good day for willpower, uh, for sure. And uh, <laughs> just, well, where did we finish? Third? Were, yeah, well, we finished third. Well, the most important, forget where you finished. Just know that you're the points leader. You're on top of the points championship right now. So, Rossi, Lungard, Power, McLaughlin, and Newgard, the top five. Then VK, Ray Hall, Dixon, Rosenquist, and Pavot. Erickson finishes 11th. Pato Award is 12th. David Malukas is 13th. Callum Eilat is 14th. Dakuba Sato is 15th. Roman Grosjean is 16th. Connor Daly, 17th. Devlin DeFrancesco is 18th. 19th is Castro Neves. Harvey, 20th. 21st, Kellett. 22nd, Johnson. 23rd, Kirkwood. 24th, Herta. 25th, Simon Pagino. Five lead changes and five race leaders. Uh, 280 total passes today. Yeah, well that, that's you know not as many as we've seen in the past, but still a good number. Boy, what a, what a smile on Alexander Rossi's face needing this win. Teammate Skid giving him a hug. But, but a lot of passes. Not a lot of them for the lead, though. Uh, Alexander Rossi led 44 laps on the day. The guy that led the second most laps, we, we've got to say something about Colton Hurd. I mean, he had the dominant car today. He led 17 laps before it all went away. Yeah, he sure did. Dominant car, as you said. Just unfortunate. I see his dad. Uh, I see uh, Brian Hurd, his dad, in Victory Lane, because I think he has a little bit of ownership, potentially, in that car. So so uh, very impressive uh, with that run with Colton Hurd. I just sat. Don't know what happened. We didn't get to interview Colton or know exactly what happened to that car, but a dominant day gone bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, an issue for sure, and a couple of attempts to get a word with them to find out exactly what the issue was, and uh, understandably frustrated and not really willing to address it, and, uh, and I think because that any chance he knew, any chance he had, Davey, to get back in championship contention went away today. Yeah, that was it, and you know, he was on that cusp, got under the 100-point mark, I think he was about 80 back as well, when he was leading that race, and uh, you know, I think that's really on the outside looking in, but still, just, you know, to get in that top 10 is very important where he stands right now in the points championship, but that could have shot him maybe in the top 5 or 4 even this championship. The higher up you get, the better off you're doing. Guy that finished 25th oddly enough, Davey, had the fastest lap of the race, but Simon Pagano <laughs> really didn't get a chance to show how good he could have been today. Yeah, he was really marred and below the traffic the entire race, and, and I did notice fastest lap of the race. Good going, Simon. He's won here before a couple times. Knows he can get the job done obviously another mechanical failure for that team pulls over well, I shouldn't say another one for that team but another one today um, that cost him you know a potential good finish Castro Neves his teammate uh, not a good day 19th he got penalized a little bit had to go back a few but just not a good day for that uh, Meyer Shank race team so Will Power has amassed 431 points Marcus Erickson is uh, currently in second place he is just nine points back Joseph Newgarden is 32 points back Scott Dixon 38 points back Pato Award, 46 points back. Let's hear from your winner. Been a while since he's been a victory lane, Ryan Marine. It's been a wait of over three years, but Alexander Rossi is back in victory lane. Alex, after so long and so many near misses along the way, what is the significance of this win? 
It just shows the the faith of the the whole organization. I mean, there's been some very challenging times. Um, some publicly, some not, and, and everyone just continued to, to fight the fight and, and give me the best possible equipment every weekend. So that's a hats off to, to Michael and the whole organization. And I'm just so thankful to close the loop as, as we did. We have five races to go, but um, this one's for the boys, and, and I'm so happy for them. The team had a test here back in June. How important was that in unlocking some pace and potential in the cars? Because across the board, the team appeared quite strong. Yeah, I mean, I think our, our race pace here was always pretty good, but we could never have the... The single lap qualifying pace, so we were able to, to do that um, yesterday, and, and that set us up for today. Finally, for you to win here, we know you're moving on to Pastures New next year, but this is the team that gave you a lifeline when your Formula One career came to an end. They gave you a chance in IndyCar and a, a whole new start at your motorsports life. To win for them one more time before you head off to McLaren, what does that mean? Listen, the, the, the separation of me and Andretti Autosport is... It's not necessarily a happy one. It's just for whatever reason things weren't working, and it was it was a crossroads in my career, and, and something that I had to to make a decision. Um, but ultimately, the support from Napa and Auto Nation and Honda throughout this whole process has kind of been do what you need to do, and the same has been for Michael. So uh, Michael's one of my friends in real life, away from the racetrack, and um, I'm just so so thankful to, to add another win for him. It's career win number eight for Alexander Rossi. Brett McMillan. All right, here with Christian Lungard. Man, I don't know if I've seen so many smiles from a second-place finisher. You guys, absolutely total joy from this team. What did, what did this mean today? Uh, I guess the podium means everything for us at this at this point in the season. You know, we've we've struggled so much um, the whole season. We've had some some really really bad races, and I think this just you know shows the progress we're making. Um, I'm hoping we can back this up in Nashville. Um, we were we were strong in Toronto. I think our Sebring test for sure helped, and, and you know that's a preparation for for Nashville as well. So at this point, I think we're we're looking looking for a strong end of the season. I, I mean, that was that's what we expected for uh, before coming into the season that we we need to hang on in the beginning, especially for me as a rookie, and then make the improvements towards the end. And, and we sure am. I tell you, any any great finish, any podium finish in Indianapolis is always special, isn't it? I wasn't expecting that two years ago. I'll tell you that. Um, you know. Watching the Indy 500 growing up, well, I didn't actually as I, as I grew up, but lately, you know, the, the last couple of years before I moved over here, you know, I was I was watching it sometimes with my brother, and, you know, it, it was just this special event. And now I can say I've been on the podium at this track, and, you know, I just never expected that. It's just such a pleasure. Congratulations on a great finish. Thank you so much. That's Christian Lundgaard, your second-place finisher, and you can hear the absolute joy, and you should have seen the excitement around this team when he got out of the car. Uh, more fun to be had today at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Doug Rice will join us to preview the Pennzoil 150, the Xfinity Series, when we come back. Alexander Rossi, your winner, will power leading Marcus Erickson by nine. Joseph Dugarden, 32 points back. Scott Dixon, 38 points back. 46 back is Pato Award, 52. Pelo, Scott McLaughlin, 81 points back in seventh. Maybe I, I wish toward the close of the season this championship chase was a little high, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's one thing we, another thing we have to look forward to in these last four races is just watching that battle amongst those seven, six or seven drivers to see who can get to the top, and it's not going to be easy for any of them. Uh, just one bad race 
Which are a few good races could change it all up again, but uh, that is another exciting thing to look for. Getting ready to put the wraps on five races in four weekends, going back to Music City. Phenomenal event one year ago. Some, uh, I think, changes were needed to that course, and it sounds to me like they've made them. Yeah, it sounds that way. Excited to get back. It's exactly what they have done to that uh, racetrack to make it a little bit better. A little, bit, you know, first time there last year, we didn't know what to expect, but now we know what to change. They, it seems like they did that. Uh, excited to get back on that track, see what it feels like. Safe travels. We'll see you there. All right. Thanks. Uh, as we mentioned, we're not done. Uh, uh, hardly. Uh, the Pennzoil 150 Xfinity Series. Our good friend Doug Rice joins us. Uh, is set to anchor uh, the broadcast. And uh, Doug should be an interesting Xfinity race today. Looking forward to it. A.J. Allmendinger, of course, coming in here. I think the prohibited favorite. He's also the series leader, Mark. And I think he'll be the guy to watch. And I also think he's probably racing this Xfinity race with a slight chip because he didn't qualify well for the Cup show tomorrow. So I think he's got a lot to prove. Ty Gibbs, the 19-year-old youngster on the outside of the front row, and he's a joy to watch. This kid has got so much talent. And he doesn't have potential because he's already won four times this yeah. year. Potential, as an old coach one t- time told me, uh, means you haven't done it yet. That's right. Yeah. So this kid's already done it. He's won four times this year. And I think, oddly enough, I feel like the two title favorites are make up the front row for this show. Uh, Cup Series interlopers going to muddy things up a little bit today? They could. I mean, you got Alex Bowman coming in here and Bubba Wallace. you got six guys from the big series that are going to be racing over here. So I think that adds another little element of nothing else. It adds some interest maybe a a touch of name recognition. And I really feel like their mission for all of these guys that are out here today from Cup is to get more lap time, more seat time, and something that will pay off tomorrow. And the good news is we're going to come back and do it again tomorrow with the Verizon 200 of the Brickyard. You holding up okay? This will be race number three for you coming up (laughs) today. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how about the the fortunes tomorrow? I mean, a lot of guys on either side of that line that really need a win to solidify their chance of the postseason. I I think the people that you're looking at most close tomorrow are Martin Truex Jr. He's on the bubble. He's the 16th guy. Coming into here, he's in. If we get a new winner, if we get our 15th different season winner, and it's not A.J. Allmendinger because he doesn't really count because he's not a full-time guy, then he's out and somebody else is in. So that's not a good position. That's very precarious for Martin Truex Jr. And for Kevin Harvick, you know, guy's a perennial winner at the cup level, uh, but the last two years have not been kind to Kevin Harvick. If he could come out of here with a win, then that paves his way to the playoffs. So still playoff implications, probably not as many players in play for that spot as we thought there would be at this time of year because we've had so many winners. But in some perverse way, I think that sort of ratchets up the tension. We look forward to that tomorrow. Look forward to the Pennzoil 150, the Xfinity Series, at the top of the hour. 3 p.m. Eastern. Again, your top five, the Gallagher Grand Prix. Alexander Rossi, your winner. Lundgaard, Power, McLaughlin, and Newgard. The Gallagher Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway has been brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for driving IndyCar legends. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. 
Speedway, official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. By Coors Light, cold as the Rockies, Coors Light is proud to be the official beer partner of the IndyCar Series. Coors Light, made to chill. Caesars, the official sports betting partner of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Borkwater, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. By Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Ruoff Mortgage, for a fast mortgage process, apply online at ruoff.com. The Children's Foundation, proud sponsor of Racing for Kids. Henchman Racing Uniforms, nothing fits like a henchman. By the Indy Racing Experience, the fastest seat in sports. Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by NTT, official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Our driver analyst today, Davey Hamilton in the pits, Ryan Marine, Brad Gilly, and Brett McMillan. In the turns, Michael Young, Nick Yeoman, Chris Denary, and Jake Query. Spotters today, Kathleen Wilson, Sean Doherty, Justin Fortner, Bill Keyes, and Tim DeVette. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans, RF Operations by Paul Levitt. Production assistance by Zach Evans. Our producer, Sam Rumza. The network director is Chris Folley. This is Mark James. Join us again next week on most of the same outlets for the next IndyCar race. Back on the streets of Nashville. Our coverage starts Sunday, August 7th at 3 p.m. Eastern. But don't go anywhere just yet. More from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway coming up with the NASCAR Xfinity race at 3 p.m. Eastern today. And don't miss the NASCAR Cup Series tomorrow in the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.